The following views expressed are those of the speakers and do not represent the views of DOD or its components. I'm here myself through my headphones. Yes, man. Like, I feel real good about this. Pay attention because you are now listening to Permission to Speak Freely. 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 Hey, what's good, world? Hey, this episode 17 of Permission to Speak Freely. Um, and man, we got a we got a good show for you guys today, man. Um, and I cannot wait to get started today, man. Um, so I know we got a couple things we're gonna start off with, uh, but we do have a guest today, so I, I can't wait. Um, but let's kick this thing off, man. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey, what you been up to, man? So I had a long week, man. So you know me, I'm on these ships, man. Cause that's what I do. I inspect ships. You know, if the world, don't, if I haven't said this like a hundred times since I've been on probably every episode, but I had a good week, man. Um, I was on some, some, a ship that I'm not familiar with, which is um, the uh, Variant 1 LCS ship. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not familiar with that ship at all, but it's different, um, but I still had fun. I was actually learning stuff myself as I went along. So it was a good ship. Talking to a lot of uh, young sailors. So it was good, man. Good week. I had a rough time on Variant One. That that was crazy, crazy ship. Real rough time. I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of people. I had that was like out of every NAM that I've won, I uh, was awarded. That was the NAM that just mattered the most because that was it was a rough time on a Variant One. None of the engines worked. Yeah. I don't think, man. It was, it was, hey, <laughs> let me tell you, man. Hey, let me tell you. You go them ships, man. It's rough, man. It it ain't rough when it comes to like. The material is rough because you don't have no sailors, man. Yeah. Like, it's like three three DC men on that whole ship, man. Like, good gracious, man. Well, we was doing like a... Then they trying to ask for... They trying to ask for help all the time. They know people don't want to help nobody, man. People want to be at home with their families. Don't nobody want to come out and, and help get on the way with you and do all this stuff. So it's hard yeah, for I know Variant 1. We was doing like uh, like lube oil transfers, man. Like from buckets, man. From the 50-gallon drum to the bucket. Carrying a bucket up a ladder and then putting it into the reservoir or whatever. Like, we'd be doing a uh, few soundings by actually, with actual sounding tape, like, sounding the tank, man. It was crazy life, man. But I had a good time on there. I met a lot of, you know, good people. Um, so that was that was definitely great. Um, and then for me this week, I've been in a, a leader a leader development course, uh, enlisted leader development course. It's been working out pretty well. Um a lot of good stuff, a lot of good trainers in there. They go over a lot of the personality stuff, a lot of the stuff that, like, two years ago I was thinking that we needed to start talking about in the Navy. Um, understanding stress, understanding morals, ethics, uh, why people make the decisions they make. Uh, they even did some stuff about counseling, like how you should, you know, give counseling versus other ways. The only thing I don't want to happen from that is for us to get stale with some of the things we talk about, because this might be like the fourth training that I've been to so far where we went over those personality traits and stuff like that. So I don't want it. You know, how, you know how, you know, the Navy could get where or mostly any branch of the military could get where they trying to drive a point. So every training you go to, you're doing the same thing or you're doing that same thing. You know, then we go through years and then we start saying that this training we won't even need it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. all this is, I think, what's up? I see a lot of times now, man, any kind of training I get, man, we all seem like every freaking training we're talking about some kind of mental health or some type of stress yeah. Um, now. Yeah. And I, I know that's a thing now in the military, so we always talking about that. We kind of like started off with 
with stuff like that now a lot. Yeah, yeah. You can't talk about it enough. I just don't want some of the tactics yeah. and some of the exercises to run through every course, whereas like Junior Sellers, like man, like we did this. I did this just last week at this other course. Like we about to do the same thing again. Like it's not even a surprise yeah. anymore. And you know, all of these classes came from the petty officer. Well, this training I was getting is a product of the fact that that petty officer uh, selectee leadership training had been like kind of went off the rails and it ain't really what it was supposed to be and stuff like that right so we had to figure out something new all of that stuff is a part of that seller 2025 initiative and yeah now i do like that though man i do think um uh sailors from all ranks man should be getting some type of leadership as they come up the ranks though because i i had that though i had the you know it was the e4 when i made petty house had that training I went to the E5 leadership training. Then I went to the LPO leadership training. As I came up, we had those type of training. It's the same way, man. It was a. It wasn't um, that many people in there. Yeah. It had mostly like 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 a small group, and it was some good training. It was and it was beneficial. Yeah. You know, and everybody there. You know, when you go to that training, people wants to be there instead of, you know, making people go. You know, people who want who went to the training, they wanted to be at the training. And I think that was a good thing. Yeah, too. cool training. Make it not in the command. Part of the, you know, the ELD is like they don't want it to be in the command. So they don't want, you know, yeah. a junior seller to be talking to a chief that's from the same chief's mess as like the chief that they might, you know, have issues with or complaining about and think, hey, I can't even be open because that like just takes away from anything that that training could be about. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's where we started to go with the Petty Officer Selectee Leadership course. It's like, well, who's going to do it? You know, they said that thing went from like three days to like three hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like we don't even really like it's Now it's just a check in the box. But outside of that, it's Hispanic American Heritage Month, right? Hispanic American Heritage Month. And um, yeah. it's time for us to read another citation, you know, uh, give our flowers to another hero of ours. Which means a lot to all of us right now. Yeah, this one is a little closer to home. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and read it. And this is uh, Sergeant Rafael Peralta. Right, Date of birth, April 7th, 1979. Place of birth, Mexico City, Mexico. Home of record, San Diego, California. Right. And this is a Navy Cross. Awarded for actions during Global War on Terror, Marine Corps, Battalion, 1st Battalion, Division, 1st Marine Division. Here's the citation. The President of the United States of America takes pride in presenting the Navy Cross posthumously to Sergeant Rafael Peralta, United States Marine Corps, for extraordinary heroism while serving as platoon guide with 1st Platoon Company A, 1st Battalion, 3rd Marines, Regimental Combat Team 7, 1st Marine Division, in action against anti-coalition forces in support of Operation Al-Fajar in Fallujah, Iraq, on 15 November 2004. Clearing scores of houses in the previous three days, Sergeant Peralta asked to join an understrength squad and volunteered to stand post the night of 14 November, allowing fellow Marines more time to rest. The following morning, during search and attack operations, while clearing the 7th house of the day, the point man opened the door to a back room and immediately came under intense close-range automatic fire from multiple insurgents. The squad returned fire, wounding one insurgent. While attempting to maneuver out of the line of fire, Sergeant Peralta was shot and mortally wounded. After the initial exchange of gunfire, the insurgents broke contact, throwing a 
fragmentation grenade as they fled the building. The grenade came to rest near Sergeant Peralta's head. Without hesitation and with complete disregard for his own personal safety, Sergeant Peralta reached out and pulled the grenade to his body, absorbing the brunt of the blast and shielding fellow Marines only feet only only feet away. Sergeant Peralta succumbed to, succumbed to his wounds. By his undaunted courage, intrepid fighting spirit, and unwavering devotion to duty, Sergeant Peralta reflected great credit upon himself and upheld the highest traditions of the Marine Corps and the United States Naval Service. So that was Sergeant Peralta. That's good stuff, man. Should be Medal on Honor, right? We, we, we all know that. Um, but I also want to add to that, man. We really... Um, we got all have a close connection with Raphael Peralta. Not only just knowing his life story, man. We we done met his mom, <laughs> we done met his sisters, we done met his you know brother. So you know we feel real close to uh, Raphael Peralta, man. And um, rest in peace. And you know who who when you think about these citations, you think about all the stuff we didn't we didn't, didn't read man these guys are no doubt um real heroes man like they doing stuff that i know i know in like in in the heat of the moment i don't know what i may do but when i look back at all these guys and what they didn't done it's crazy man on how um they'll put everything before they self man it's, it's crazy so we went to his house and I, I think i think a part of the cool part about going to his house Outside of the fact that, you know, we were with the Chief Selects that year. They sang his mom, the Marine Corps, him, stuff like that. And they cooked some food. We had some real good, some real good Mexican food, man. Um, remember that. But um, I think one of the best things about that was being able to kind of see who he was just as a regular person, right, as a human, you know. And a lot yeah. of just a regular dude, man. He just wanted to go do the military, some stuff like that, right. And a lot of times that's the part, you know, that means the most when I read these citations, when you read these citations, that we're talking about people that's regular people. Like, you know, they, like I always say, man, they did the same stuff like us. They played sports in the streets. They, you know, they rode bikes, played video games, did whatever they did, you know, uh, had their first kiss. Like, just lived the same normal life as us, nothing crazy, nothing different. But then they had to call to action, you know what I'm saying? And they had to respond. You know, and um, and that can happen any time. And then that's the big point that I always try to push when we talk about this on this podcast. Like um, that can happen any time. So if you're a junior seller, senior seller, whatever, that's a part of what we sign up for is to do yeah. things like this in this time. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my other, you know, spiel could be like, if you don't know that, I understand that or I don't want to do that. Then, you know, it's this probably not the best place for you to be, because at any at a moment's notice, you could be a hero. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, yeah. that's I was I was sitting around a bunch of civilians and they was talking about what branch of service that they should join and they was talking about joining the one with the least, you know, amount of danger, you know, potential danger. Like, oh yeah, they got desk jobs over there. I'm like, Yeah, y'all gotta be careful when you think I'm not gonna say the branch that they named though. <laughs> I'm like, Y'all gotta be careful when you start thinking like that. You know what I'm saying? So definitely yeah. um Shout out to the Peralta family and much respect to uh, Rafael Peralta, the namesake of the ship that we both served on, right? I mean, and that brings us to our guest. Um, we, we all served on the same ship. Uh, we met on that ship, and then we still are maintaining communication. Another thing about this, uh, and then I'll let you kind of do your part in the intro too, Damon, but I want to say, you know, a couple things. Um, we've been very selective about the guests we have, Right. So somebody, I was, somebody asked me in my class, it was like, well, who, you know, what's, what kind of, like, what kind of guests do you have? And I'm like, 
our podcast is our podcast. It's not a guest-driven podcast. It's for us. So when people come and they listen to the podcast, they come and they listen to us. And, you know, we don't know everything. We probably pronounce half the words we say wrong, and we probably need a lot of training on stuff too, right? But that's what, that's what that was always my goal was to ask more questions than I could answer. So we had a master chief, right? We talked to a master chief about advancement. We talked to a Lieutenant JG about, you know, the, just the kind of human relationship between divos and chiefs and, uh, you know, what it takes to be a divo. We talked to another chief with, with a unique story about going through the season twice, right? We did talk to another master chief with CMC, but <laughs> the technical difficulties with the episode. We talked to another chief. Well, we were going to talk to another chief. So we've been talking to a whole bunch of khakis, right? whole bunch of male khakis. Um, it's a little different today, right? We got a woman on a podcast um, and E6 and below. So E6 and below. So that's a, so that's a first uh, in, in that regard. But that was part of the reason why I always wanted to do this was so we could be able to have those conversations with non-khakis uh, about, like, real shit in the military, like, real unfiltered, like this, this, that, because that's where I think a lot of the disconnect could be. So I'm very excited. I don't know if it sounds like it, but I'm very excited about our guest on today's podcast. Before we bring her in, you got anything, Damon? Uh, yeah, man. Um, had so many conversations with our guests, one on one in the P ways. It doesn't matter, man. We was always talking about some, and we always had great, um, uh, great conversation. So it was easy, you know, to bring our guests on and uh, know we was going to have a good conversation. It don't matter the situation. It don't matter what it was. She was going to talk about it and she was going to shoot it straight. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it was. And that was that was one thing that I like when we have our conversations. She said what she had to say. And then I said what I had to say. But it was straightforward. It was no bullshit. It was nothing like that, man. It was like how we felt about whatever situation it was. Um, so I respect her for that. Um, and, and, you know, can't wait to see put on these khakis mm. soon. Yeah. Hey, so let's get to it. What's up, FC1? How you been? <laughs> What's going on, senior, senior chiefs? How you been? Most what you been definitely. up to? Uh, getting adjusted to this instructor duty. Uh, definitely mm -hmm. different outside of the normal thing that I'm used to doing. Uh, and then found, finding out that I have to instruct my peers is definitely something that was <laughs> caught me yeah. off guard or whatever. So I'm just getting adjusted to being on staff. Every time I've been here, I've been a student, but now I'm staff. So you you really can't do certain things that you used to do when you was here as a student. And one thing they harp on is don't fraternize with the with the students. Yeah. So that's different. I got do got a I do got a question real quick just for, for me it, is uh how is the uh instructor school now? Um, is is it? It was it. Was a was it a good school? I mean, I know when I did it, like what ten ten years ago, a long time ago, when I did it, was it anything like different? It's a pretty good school. Uh, I like the school. We had some. We had some some dope instructors. Uh, we had a, a MM one Pope, like real cool. Uh, he definitely taught us some some stuff stuff that I didn't even know you had to do as an instructor or things that you noticed you did just in conversation with uh, other people or teaching. Um, uh, other students or just uh day to day conversation. So he definitely taught us about the you know the wickets that you're not supposed to do, you know, and 
you're teaching stuff that you have no idea about. Like my first one was how to tie figure eight and retrace figure eight. Mm. I ain't did that since boot camp. Yeah. So that that was a thing though, man. Like like I was when I went through it a long time ago, I um I'm a DC man. I'm always getting up in front of people, I'm always talking. But man, it just felt a little bit different when you get up in front of people and don't really have a a real good grasp of the information you're putting out. And then it's, it's, it's different. It's most definitely it's different, man. So good deal. Yeah. So let's let's talk vitals real quick. Let's get into some vitals. Uh, FC1, Ebony Wilson, right? All right. Where are you from? Augusta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. How long you been there? 16 years. 16 years. All right. Let's go to what made you join? <laughs> let's go there. Honestly, uh, I was going to go to the Air Force. Honestly, I did JROTC mm-hmm. in high school, and I was like, I like their uniforms. They were sharp. You know, uh, it, it wasn't, I thought at the time, like, a lazy branch. I was like, yeah. you know, I can just breeze through this, you know. But then I talked to people who went to the Air Force, and they like, yeah, you don't want to end up in, like, Nebraska or, you know, <laughs> a city that you have no idea where it is on the map. And then... <laughs> I was like, all right, you know. <laughs> hey, we love you, Nebraska. We love we you. We love you, but I have no idea how to spell Nebraska. Like, <laughs> like I don't even know what to do out there. So it was just stuff like that. Uh, I didn't want to, I was like, you know. And then I had other friends who went to the Navy, and they talked about all the countries they seen before they was 21. And I was like, all right, you know, that that's, that's kind of like, you know, what I want to do. I want to see stuff. Uh, so honestly, I really just joined to travel. And then I was like, I'm going to just do these four years, and that's going to be it. And then I four turned to six, and then six turned to ten, and now I'm at 16. I don't even, I don't know. They got a hold on me. Man. It's <laughs> a good journey right there. That's a journey It, it right is. There. I have fun. So I think I've seen, like, maybe 30 countries before I even turned 30. So that was, so that mm. was cool. Definitely uh, the experience was an opportunity that is it's like once in a lifetime. Your deployment? Uh, before, well, your deployments before the COVID deployment, you were able to see the world. You went many yes. places, right? All right. So now what happens when you get on this COVID deployment and you find out you're not going any fucking where, like how you feel about, like, how does that feel? Um, it was disappointing. I was mad because the only reason why I stayed in California was so I could see, like do a Westpac and go to the places that I haven't been, you know, Australia, Singapore, you know, Malaysia, you know, Hong Kong, stuff like that. And to go on deployment and not see anything but Japan, <laughs> in Japan, in Japan, it was... <laughs> the pier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, was dis- it was disappointing, but I saved a lot of money. So unlike what I was able to do on my other deployments when I went to 4th Fleet, 5th Fleet, you know, all you did was just spend money because you want to buy everything, you know. But yep. this this deployment, yep. I was able to save money and then, you know, something magical happened. You know, I made first, you know, thank, you know, mm, thank the man, congrats. you know. I wanted, to be, I wanted to be my time all, years ago, but I guess, you know, that time it was my time. Um, having, you know, dealing with my grandmother, you know, being tested positive for COVID, that's the one who raised me. So it was kind of, it, it was... It was hurtful, painful, you know, but I got uh, other blessings, you know. So like I said, I got I made first. Uh, and I was able to come back and, you know, buy my dream car, you know. So 
I wasn't I wasn't too disappointed. Mm. What's your dream car? So you know, I got you know, I drive a Mercedes, you know. You know. Man, that's <laughs> shabby. Okay. I ain't know Chevy. that. Y'all see me out there in that Chevy, man. I ain't know that I ain't know that first class pay hit like that, man. <laughs> look, that's look, I don't even know if it even hit. You know what I'm saying? By the time she bought the Mercedes. I, I was good. That was oh, the best time right, to buy so, a, a a car. You know, everybody was trying to make a sale. So uh, you know, thirty eight thousand oh, yeah. dollar car, forty thousand dollar car, I got it for twenty five. You know, so nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. So, so you, your grandma tested for uh, positive for she COVID did. during, during deployment. deployment. Mm. Yeah. Uh huh. And now, how did that affect you and your grandma? Was yeah. Close? That, that lady, you know, what I'm saying, had me since I was two. She's still raising me, and I'm 35. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay. So it's good. That's good to hear. Then it's good to know she's still raising you. She's still like it, and it wasn't fatal. Um, but how does that affect you on deployment? You're doing I wasn't as motivated to, uh, you know, mentor other sailors. I, I just honestly was only thinking about her. Uh, so my, my motivation kind of mm-hmm. went down. Because um, I, I really believe that if I'm not right mentally, then how can I be right for other sailors or just other people in general, you know? So I had to mm-hmm. figure out things uh, that I needed to do to kind of get myself back on track, you know, being a brand new first class uh, so it was it was a lot of things that I needed to learn, and it it was a trying time for those few months. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that grandma's oh, grandma's yeah. doing she, good right she's now, still right? Kicking. Healthy, you know, she good. Okay. Big shout, shout out, out to grandma. grandma. <laughs> shout out to grandma. All right, but um, so back to this deployment. Now you're on the deployment, and your history of deployment. You've been a lot of places. You know what it's you know how it's supposed to be. Now, what you telling that junior seller? That's like, hey, what is this? You know, because if I was a junior seller, I'd be like, what the hell is this? I come to see the world, I, right? Yeah, because just like you said, I wanted to do, I always did like the Mad Cruises, and I was in Virginia, and I couldn't wait to come do you know, a Westpac. Like, that was the reason I came to Cali. Like, oh, man, I'm going to go see everybody talk. But yeah, we went here, here, the Philippines. Like, so I'm like, I can't wait. Then I get, you know, I get over there. We We don't, we can't predict COVID, but it happens. But I'm just thinking about my junior sellers. Like, man, I joined to see the world. You know what I'm saying, Chief? Like, what the hell is going on now? So, and I'm sure, I mean, do you ever had to deal with one of those kind of conversations with a seller? Uh, Honestly, I did. Because, you you know, you talk about, like you say, you talk about the stuff that you've seen and the stuff that you, you, you've done and what to not yeah. happen. I always, I always <laughs> look at it as like, hey, you know, I, I've been through many storms. You know, this storm will pass. Yeah. You know, you kind of stick it out, which is good and bad advice, you know, but I, I always look at it as like the, you know, bad times don't last forever. You know, you, you will get that time, yeah. to, you know, to, to see stuff, to enjoy the Navy, uh, even though it took me years to enjoy the Navy. When I finally did mm-hmm. enjoy the Navy, like it was like a whole different, you know, set of, set of eyes. I think the hardest part about you know, selling that to a junior seller. And I, don't, and I don't even like the whole term selling it. But I think the hardest part about selling that to a junior seller is they never saw the other side. You know, they never saw the, I've been here, here, here. You know, I've been to Rome. I've been all these places. And it's like you telling them that and they joined because of that. But COVID hit. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, they like, yeah, this shit is bullshit. Like, yeah. I mean, and that's half, that's the truth, right? We're not going to lie, right? 
some people join to see the world. You know what I'm saying? And then the moment that you get the opportunity to, you know, it's like, oh, we got this port, this port, this port. COVID hit. All these ports canceled. You know, so then you're like, well, hey, trust me. Trust me. I promise you. Like, deployment is, is fun. Deployment, like, the funnest time you have in, 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 in the Navy. Yeah. No doubt about that. Man. I, I was selling it. I was, I was one of those guys, man. Like, it, it was hard for me to sell because it was hard for me to sell, man, because you already, like, every day I'm talking to some sailor somewhere about why they should stay in the Navy. Right. At mm-hmm. first, I like, you know, this, some of your benefits, some of your this, I'm talking about this stuff all the time. And you're right. What comes up? I want to travel and do this stuff. So when you get out there, ain't nobody doing, we ain't doing anything, man. We, we freaking pull up to a period every now and then. Right. So it's kind of hard to, to sell it, man. But the thing about it is you can go back and you can talk about your sea stories and the things that you done done and, and say COVID ain't gonna last forever, but shit, I don't know about that now. You know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, man. So it's it's one of those things that's a hard man. You got to most definitely dig deep and and bring out all your leadership skills when it comes to trying to keep sailors motivated every day um, when you're out to sea for weeks and weeks and weeks at a time, man. It's it's, it's hard. And then, like she yeah. said, man, like people having family issues, people having um, all this stuff that we cannot reach out and touch them or anything like that, man. So it's it's, it's hard, man. Yeah, I mean everything happened on deployment. Like everything. Yeah. Like my car, but like my first deployment, like my car got repossessed, like from the cops or something like that. Like it, like the cops took my car from like my brother. Like everything happened. When you're on deployment, everything happened. Like mm-hmm. people, somebody slap your mom. Like damn, you like this. This wouldn't happen if I was <laughs> if I was home. Put your hands on my mom out here. Like so, like everything kind. Of, I was just this dude was just telling me a story, you know, in school about something happened man to his mom i don't want to get into it but he had a, he had a definite family and they wouldn't let him they wouldn't let him lead a ship but it was immediate like immediate family like mom dad kind of immediate family but fc1 you said something that i caught you said it took you a while to be happy with the navy yeah right? it took it took me a minute only only because of the lack of authority that i had when i first came in you know um mm-hmm. you know like you said like Ain't nobody gonna t- you know talk to you crazy like you know the whole mama thing. But that's 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 the type of mentality I had when I came in. Like I'm big on respect. Like if I give it, then it it must be given back, you know. And some people mm-hmm. just they their level a uh, level of disrespect or respect was different. And I just wasn't gonna let nobody talk to me crazy. So I had a I had an issue. I had issues with my attitude, fighting. Uh, I questioned a lot of things at the wrong time. And it came mm-hmm. off as, you know, disrespectful. Uh, so it was it was just an adjustment. So I wasn't I wasn't happy with the Navy until like honestly I had been in the Navy about four years before I even like got yeah. to be happy, you know, with the Navy. Um, so yeah, I had, I had a little 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 bumps in the roads. <laughs> my first. Yeah, but hey, you know what though, you. You pointing these things out, that's going to even make it even more, like, joyful when you, you know, coming through the ranks and you retire because you, you had your trials and tribulations and you know where you came from. That's the biggest thing for me, man. When you know where you came from and you get to this certain place um, where you at and you can look back and say, man, I did that. And then all them junior sailors that's in your shoes, trust me, same thing. They've been in the Navy a year and they got all these same 
like maybe have an attitude or maybe don't want to do this and do that. Guess who could be able to talk to them, be able to relate to them. And that's you. You'll be able to relate that to that situation. So uh, that's good stuff, man. Dude, I went to one of my last commands and uh, I ran into one of the civilians, right? Because, you know, the civilians, they work there forever. You could like live two lives and you go back to civilians to let the command, right? So I'll go to the command and civilian like, hey, you still in the Navy? I'm like, yeah. Like, why wouldn't I be like I'm senior chief? Like, I'm doing all right, right? He was like, yo, when I last talked to you, all you talked about every day was getting out the day. He's like, all you, he's like, you hated it. Like, all you wanted to do was get out. How the hell are you still in? I'm like, I for real? I'm like, I didn't like it. Like, he's like, you hated it. Like, you just wanted to get out. And it's crazy because I don't, I, I'm like, yo, I don't even remember those days. And it's pretty, I'm, I had to be confi- confiding in this dude, right? Like, yo, I don't even remember those days. I was going through some of my old Facebook messages because I do that sometime, right? And I was talking to this this girl uh, about, yo, should I stay in? Should I get out? Like, should I stay in? I was like, yeah, I can't believe I was, you know, just for where I am now, Debating, I can't believe right? that I was. Yeah. But look, so that brings me to another question, MC1. Um, and those dark days or those dark moments or those moments where it kind of took you a while to kind of understand that, all right, this is not the right time to say this or whatever like that. What was the worst, like, what's the furthest point down that you actually hit like what's the worst thing that happened to you in that like kind of growing phase like was it an njp (laughs) honestly it took me going to the break and Mm. you get that phone call and i'm calling my mom and it says you know you have a collect call from an inmate and yada yada i was like oh oh no like you know like i'm now an inmate you know i've never been in any legal trouble outside of the military and then, you know, to, to yeah. get that, I was like, man, like, okay, you know, I got I to gotta get it together. And then, you know, people that I'm in the brig with, you know, they're like, you know, like, you know, telling me all their stories, like, you know, oh, you know, I, drugs, money scams, stuff like that, adult, um, like adultery or uh, assault and stuff like that. So I'm like, man, like, they're like, what you did? And I was like, you know, I, I just disrespected a a, com- a command o- commanding officer, you know, like, you know, got in, some, got in the fight, you know, they like, you know, you getting out, they kicking you out. I was like, nah, they actually keeping me in the Navy. The only one in yeah. the brig that is like going back to uh, their command. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, evidently they see something in me that I didn't see in myself or I couldn't see in myself. So I had to, I had to get it together because everybody's not afforded the opportunity to, to go to mass multiple times go to the brig like we're not talking about bread and water now i went to the brig like i was in there for days like you know in, in the brig yeah. you know and and actually like having to obey i shouldn't even say obey because that sounds so bad but you know their rules and their regulations and stuff like i had to just get on their page like it was no questioning anything yeah. you know Right, it's like it's like, yo, you ain't want to listen to that set of rules. Never set. You know what? I don't know if this would. I don't know if this would happen to happen to you or not, LC One. But I remember they used to have a program like yes. that where used to, people just get in trouble and they used to send them to the to the brig for like thirty days. Yeah, it's like. But it wasn't bread and water. You're right. It wasn't bread and water. But it was like they had like Marines there and people like that that was in charge of them. I remember yeah. they used to have. It, it, back it was like a a hardcore boot camp like that they went through yeah. whatever so it was mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah it was i was like man it, it it's crazy not even not even being able to like have shoe strength in your boots 
I was like, what, what is this? Like, you know, like, where am I at? So it took that. And then once I got back and then got to my next command, uh, it took my senior chief to say like, look, I don't give a shit what happened when you was in school, all that stuff. Like everybody gets a clean slate. And so once I got that clean slate, yeah. I took full advantage, full advantage of that clean slate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How important is that, man? That clean slate. That's, that's important. It is man. because yeah, even man. though, you know, you get there, people know your story because I get to the boat. I'm not a, I'm not a, a third class. So they know you got in trouble. You know, they know everything about mm-hmm. you before you even, you know, step foot on the ship. And for him to not judge me, that made it even, you know, even a little bit uh, better. But you know what, because- though? You know, you know, for me, though, when I know people's stories like that, I take it to heart, though. Cause I want that sailor to be great. I want that sailor to do good stuff. So um, I maybe lean towards like see him in the P way or something and talk to him a little bit more. You know, I when I'm when I'm talking to sailors because I know they may have a troubled background. So I'm I'm always keeping them focused, keeping them in. You know what they need to shoot for and things like that. So that's good that seeing chief you know sit you down and and had a conversation with you. It's good stuff. Yeah, but the other side of that coin is 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 true too. You know, a lot of time a seller get in trouble and they don't feel like they have anybody to, you know, talk to, go to, man. I, I yeah. a, a friend, I'm going to call him a friend. He's a junior seller, but he's a friend of mine. He called me. Something happened. I don't want to really get too much into it, but something happened. And it's not true, right? And I know it's not true because I know him. I know how he is as a person. But soon as, you know, the information came out, it got to do with your analysis type stuff, right? Soon as the information comes out, the command, this dude's like the best, one of the best mapped guys, uh, sell of the year kind of guy, sell of the quarter, all this stuff. Um, soon as the information comes out, the command just kind of looks at him different, like straight up, you know, and he feels like that from CMC to, you know, different chiefs in the mess and stuff like that. He feel like I'm not even the guy. I can't even go to my CMC who just gave me sell of the year last year or whatever. Um, and he just felt abandoned. And when he called me, he called me, you know, um, he's just, you know, for a few reasons, uh, probably because I'm an ad co and then another thing because I was, you know, a mentor of his uh, a little bit. But when he called me, I could just tell he was hurt by the fact that he wasn't getting support. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't think we got to do that. You know what I'm saying? We had somebody who popped on a test uh, on a ship, the ship that I was just on. We had somebody that popped on a test. Man, I never treated that dude no different than the way I treated him before he popped on the test. He popped on the test. Yeah. I mean, I never treated him no different, man. People don't. That's a that's a when we we always talk about we stress mental health. I think I told this story about the one dude from my last for like a few commands ago who who he had an ARI, went on restriction, had another ARI, got in the car with his senior chief. Senior chiefs start blasting them as soon as they get in the car. Like, you got another two ARIs, you stack the deck, boom, boom, boom. Takes my man home from jail, wherever he was at. My man commits suicide. You know, he goes home and he commits suicide. You know, it's his time and a place. And I think that when people make these mistakes, they need the most. The process is the process, FC1. You know, that's how I look at it. The process is the process. Yeah. And that's how I talk to a lot of junior guys. Like, if you get in, like, even on a ship, like, I'm going through, like, a DRB, I, I, I'll be the first person after the DRB that's going to probably come find you. But if you if you get in trouble, you get in trouble for whatever your offense is. You know, from that point on, it's time for us to start working on, 
you getting better, um, that offense not happening again, and you spreading the message throughout the ship, hey, let's not do this. Because that's the biggest influence you could have, and that's the question I'm about to ask you. When that senior, it was a senior chief who yeah, helped you out? Yeah, senior chief Wilson. i never forget. I can't forget that. Right. When that senior chief helped you out, how did that affect you? How did that affect you and you wanting to be in and, and maybe you going to another seller like, yo, this ain't as bad as you think it is? Uh, it helped a lot because, honestly, you only need one person. Like, I don't need a whole a whole yeah. team. It just took that one person to actually hear me out. You know, even 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 with him being a senior chief, you know, and me just getting there, like he he like I said, he just didn't place judgment. He gave me the chance to like be that sailor and that person that he knew I could be. You know, he's like, hey, like I want, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to show me, show me until you show me otherwise. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'm a, I'm gonna always have your back. And that's kind of like that's that's what it was for me. It literally just took him. Uh, when I was in school and got into all that trouble, I didn't have that support system. I didn't have that one person to come and say like, hey, all right, you know, we gonna get through this or whatever. So I understand like the whole going through mental depression, suicidal ideations. Like I went through all that. I thought about going UA, like all that. I just knew that it, this was something that I just couldn't, I couldn't do. I just couldn't do the military. Mm -hmm. So this was a, this was like this was C school. school. Okay, okay, C school. So before, before the first, the first ship. ship, and now I'm back in the same place that gave me all those like anxieties. Now I'm back here instructing, <laughs> you know, other sailors. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, it's like man, man. crazy how, how how it works. Yeah, man. So you found a way to get sent to the brig before you hit your first damn ship. Well, so. She was just getting out the way. She was just getting out the way, man. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it wasn't. Honestly, the, the only the reason why I did go to the brig was because I chose court martial. Mm. I didn't choose NJP anymore because it's okay. one of those okay. things I where you know NJP like they don't they don't care about evidence. They don't care about facts. Like they're like, hey, you you a trouble you a trouble sailor. Like I'm gonna get rid of you. But it was things that you know that was going on that uh and that I was being accused of that I didn't do. So I was like, I don't mm -hmm. even want NJP. Like I, I want court martial. And they was shocked that I even wanted court martial because I read a lot of instructions. I know my I know what I'm entitled to. I know what I'm not entitled to. So I was like, nah. I was like, I, I don't want this. Let me go to court martial and I'll let them, you know, decide whether I'm guilty or or innocent. And so uh when I went when I went to court martial, it was I proved I had all my evidence, all my facts, statements, everything. Uh, the thing that I did get charged with was what I admitted to because I've always been honest. I did do this, you know. So uh, he was like, "All right, you know, well, uh, you, you know, you seem like a good sailor. Like you, number one in your class. Uniform is always good to go. Inspection ready. Like you know. So it's like we just have to get that attitude lined up with the Navy, and you know." I, like so right. i'm gonna award you 18 days i went to the brig for 18 days but i only did 15 because i got off for good behavior my man said award you yeah <laughs> i'm gonna award you and, that, and that's what that program was for it was like for like junior sailors to you yeah. know kind of like straighten them up or whatever the case may be yeah because it's i mean you coming into the military whoever you were before you came in right so you, whoever you was, whatever kind of rules you follow, whatever tactics you follow, that's who you are. You go to boot camp, right? You go to boot camp. Boot camp changes some of that stuff. But then you go to A school. And then A school, you kind of free. Like, you, you, 
you know, you could kind of back mold yourself to be who you were a little bit, you know, what some of what you learned from boot camp, but a little bit from I, it. It happens so much now where I get a seller, you know, sh- new to the ship and some shit that I'm like, yo, y'all ain't learned that in boot camp. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm sure, uh, Chief, I, I don't know how to shave. <laughs> but y'all ain't learned how to shave in boot camp? <laughs> like, like, what we doing? Like, he, I don't know how to make my rack. I thought they taught y'all that shit in boot camp, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but you, you, you are who you are. You, you go through what you go through. Boom, you hit the brig, you go to your first ship. You got the senior chief that really care about you. How's that experience on that? What kind of ship is it? Oh, first destroyer? Time? All on DDG. Okay, DDG. You're FCA, yes. right? FCA, right. All right. Um, so how's that first ship experience? What like what like um on a personal side? Do you already are you already establishing a family at that point? Single? What we doing on you know on that side? Oh, so when I got to the ship, I was single. I wasn't I wasn't married. Okay. Uh, And I I enjoyed it, like everything. uh, I don't know. It's like everything that I thought about how the navy was supposed to be was like what it was, you know. So I like Mm -hmm. I I developed friendships. You know, biggest thing is you don't burn bridges. So you know. I, I developed those bonds and people to this day, and that's 15, 14 years ago, and I still talk to them. Uh, I got to, I got to yeah. see stuff, you know, things that I was like, man, you know, if I if I get out the navy, it's gonna be on my own accord, not because you know I couldn't, I couldn't cut it. Uh, so, and my biggest thing is I just didn't want to fail. So, uh, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be one of those ones like you know, you leave home, you graduate, you leave home, and then you don't cut it, and then you end up moving back home. I was like, man, that was my phobia. I was like, I, I do not want to be that person, you know. That was my phobia too. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> That was my phobia too. I don't know about you, Damon, but that was I ain't want to be the dude in his blues walking through the streets of Philly. <laughs> like, 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 yo, he back. <laughs> Welcome home, Roscoe. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I ain't want to be that guy. Yeah. I didn't. That was my biggest like I it's like, yo, he did this, he left, it was a big deal. We threw a party for him. Now he's back and he ain't doing shit. He back working at Walmart, like or Kmart or whatever like that. Or oh, when you come back, you say, Oh, I'm going I'm leaving in six months. And then you end up being there a yeah. year. <laughs> two yeah. years you know what I mean yeah yeah mom basement yeah man you know that was one of that was one of my biggest things that might have that might have re-enlisted me the first time like you know just that back. idea alone might have yeah. re-enlisted me the first time would you say that yeah, I, I wasn't going back Mississippi you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah uh, it wasn't happening man it's just what happened did you, you you said you knew it was 20 when you joined right Damon uh, did you know I wouldn't say I, I think my first couple years, probably about three four years I probably knew it was 20 Probably okay. like three, what four about, years in. What about you? No, nah, absolutely you know not. Talking? Absolutely not. Like I, <laughs> like even even when I got to my first ship and I was I was good and you know, uh, excelling, being an EP sailor and all that. I was like, ain't no way I'm doing this for for twenty. And there's no way, you know. And then when mm-hmm. I uh, did my first sea time and my first enlistment, and I was afforded the opportunity to go to shore duty, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to shore duty. Like, ain't no way I did four deployments in, you know, five and a half years and did all this stuff and That's and don't go, to, don't go to shore duty. Like, nah, I'm going to shore duty. Like, so I was like, I, I feel like I've earned the right <laughs> – <laughs> to go to shore duty, you know, yeah. and that's what I did. So that's that's why I stayed in, you know, uh and it I mean it worked out for me and then I end up I that's when I got married and I was like, man, you know, uh-huh. I can't just I can't take this family back to Georgia. Like I got a family to provide for. Now it's different. 
So I was like, you know, then I yeah. re-enlisted again, and that's how I ended up on Rafael Peralta. Okay, where was your duty at? Um, so they gave me the option to go to back to Great Lakes. And I'm from Georgia, so I don't do the snow. So I was like, or uh, San Diego mm-hmm. to to teach BMB. So ballistic missile defense. So I was like, all right, you know, I never been to uh, San Diego, so I went over there. Uh, it was different going to San Diego because now I'm super far away from my safety net. I always want to be close to Georgia. I felt like that was my safety net. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh-uh, I can't be too far from home. Like, I got to be able to get home if something happened, you know. Uh, but once I got to San Diego and then I I experienced that culture, that lifestyle, I honestly didn't even want to leave San Diego. Yeah, San Diego <laughs> like heaven. San Diego like heaven on earth, man. You lucky, Damon. Yeah, you lucky. You very, very blessed. <laughs> you lucky, man. San Diego, it's... it's, it's, it's like, look, man, we got the. I, t- I think I was talking about this on a podcast. We got the Maryland customer service just went down. We went to like Home, home Depot. <laughs> I got a hammer in my hand. They like, well, why the fuck you here? Like, I'm here to buy shit. Like, t- you work here. Like, rig me up, right? <laughs> like, so yeah, so yeah, San Diego is like heaven, man. Customer service is great. It's a beautiful. It's a million beautiful cities in that one place. It's just a great place, man. You know, um, every every borough or whatever you, every part of San Diego is like amazing yeah man like if we could afford what's up like two three days ago man it was still a hundred and something though man that's, you know that's too much for me man you know now it's like oh yeah no nah, yeah i'm happy it's, it's getting cool now i'm happy about that like we got we was outside yesterday we had the fire burning it's a little chilly but we had the fire up it, I, I i like that part i like yeah. that part of being back on the east coast and of course i'm you know around family all right so you want to be around your safety net your safety net it's kind of, and I felt the same way, right? Because my first uh, duty station was in Virginia. So I was able to go, you know, back and forth um, to see my family and stuff like that. And then my next duty station was in Annapolis. So still, now I'm closer to my family because I'm, I'm in Maryland. After that, it was like San Diego. And I knew, because this is just the way I think, I knew some major people in my family were going to pass away when I got to San Diego. I just knew it. Or I, or I thought they were going to do it when I was overseas. But I'm like, when I'm far enough away from my family, that is going to be hard to just move back and forth. Because from Maryland, I could just drive home on a weekend. I'm going to start losing people. And I lost my grandmas. I lost my aunt. I started losing people, of course. So when you get into that position where you actually do lose kind of a close geographical contact with your safety net, now what does that – How does what's the pros and cons of that? What was the pros and cons of that for you? Um. So – I mean, for me, I haven't lost anybody uh, like like that, so I'm I'm kind of grateful mm-hmm. for that. But just not being able to just pick up and just go, you know, where when I was in Virginia, yeah. going to Georgia was like a seven hour drive. You can literally go to work on Friday and still be there Friday night. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, just that was just always just uh, a scary thing for me, just not being able to just get there in time. You know, now I got to worry about booking flights. Is my command going to let me go? Like, if I do flock, you know, am I going to be back, you know, Monday morning for work? You know, so that was that was uh, the thing that kind of was my con. I don't think there's no pros for that. That was the only thing I thought about my first first few years being in San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think for me, what it did for me was it gave me like a a sense of independence, like a little bit more. Now, mind you, I'm a first class, about to be a chief. First, I was in San Diego for like two years, and I'm a chief, right? 
but it gave me a, a sense of like I don't got to be this close to my mom. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't have to moments notice, you know, all of this to happen. Like, and we could still be close. We could have a bond. I think one of the things that affected me was some of my family members that I know that I would see if I was close to were like deprived of like other people seeing them. That was around them. You know what I'm saying? In the same city. Like, I'm like, damn, grandma, like you in the same city as these people and they not going to see you. You know, if I was around, I, you know, be able to see you. Um, and that kind of gave me a better sense of what family is, what friendships are, um, how to keep in, you know, communication with people and stuff like that. Cause that shit was, that shit can be hard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you got to find people that you can latch on. That's why when I, when I talk to you, when I talk to them, I'm like, Hey, when I talk to you, I'm like, Hey, I'm here. We, we, you know, we as close as we could be, whatever you need, I'm here. And that's, you know, that's the truth. Same thing, you know, me and Damon, like this is when you find like people that you, you know, could keep in contact with, you have to especially when you see your family and people own families not doing that, you know, with each other. Yeah, yeah. And sometime in the military, we become family. Most right? definitely. Most definitely. It was a little bit different for me, though, man. I was, I've been independent a long time. Like, even from the beginning, man. Like, I was, I don't know if I told this on the podcast before, man, but I graduated, like, high school, just me. You know what I mean? So I was trying to get out, and I freaking, you know, been independent, you know, the whole time. Now, I knew... And one other thing about, like, I had, a, like you said, I moved, my first st- duty station was here in San Diego, the first one. Mm-hmm. And um, and as I came in, in the Navy, my family members that was, that did pass away, like my mom passed away, my grandma passed away. But I think the difference was I never had no one pass away that I didn't know already. Like, my mom was sick, you know, for a long time. That yeah. So my mindset was like, I know this is about to happen. You know what I mean? My grandma was 90. Five ninety four ninety five. So I knew eventually, you know, what I mean, this is going to happen or whatever. So I think that was a difference too, because I know if if like if I didn't know all of a sudden my mom just passed away, like I don't know what. I mean, I'd be like that'd be like a devastating, yeah. you know, type deal. Um, but I knew ahead of time, and I always wanted to be independent. I always wanted to go, and my brothers them, cause we close, the six of us, and we all close. And I remember them telling me, man, go and don't look back type stuff, man. Just go get out of mm-hmm. here and don't look back. Do your thing. And I remember them telling me that stuff, man. So that's what I did, man. Like, even right now, me and uh, the wife trying to plan something to go back home now, man, because I haven't seen them, like, freaking four, five years, you know? Yeah. It's, it's crazy to think about how time flies, man, and how mentally we locked in on some other stuff and we forget about, you know what I mean, things like that. Man, you may call them. We talk on the phone. We do things like that, but... You know, seeing them, man, like it's it's crazy. I don't know how long? I've only been home um, for a funeral. The last three times I've been home has been for a funeral. Same, right? Yep. But um, uh, we got FC one on here, and um, one of the things I do want to talk about. So five days ago, right, I was on Instagram, and Barack Obama posted, and we talked about me and you talked about this. Uh, you know, one on one when I was talking to you earlier this week, Barack Obama posted this five days ago. Ten years ago today, we repeal Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Today, our military is stronger and our country is safer because patriotic Americans no longer have to live a lie in order to defend the country they love. The repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell allowed... Then he, uh, he had a picture of two Marines. It says, the, re, the repeal of Don't Ask, Don't Tell allowed these two Marines to be true to themselves while serving in our military. Listen to that story at the link in my bio. So he was talking about two Marines, but he was also celebrating that this week is the anniversary, actually uh, the 10 year anniversary of repelling 
don't ask, don't tell. And um, this was, of course, something that we knew we were going to talk about at some point soon here. But uh, you are LGBTQIA+, right? If I, if I make, sure I, make sure I say it, you know, the right way and get myself in trouble. <laughs> but, um, and you went through, the Navy, the military went through a few different, when you joined, it was Don't Ask, Don't Tell, yes. right? Uh-huh. And then how was that? Um, it was, how can I put this? It was it was different uh, because, like, growing up, I, I was always, like, I don't even want to say closeted, but I wasn't, I've never been just open with, with my life, just period, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for me to come into the Navy, I was like, okay, you know, I get a little bit more freedom. I can, like, live my life how I want to live it and not, you know, not be judged. So, then to get into the Navy, thinking that I had that, that freedom... And then that's when they like, oh, you know, you gotta, you you gotta keep, you know, what you do outside of the Navy under wraps. Uh, so it was, uh, it was, it wasn't, I wasn't so much frustrated. I was just pissed off because, like I told you, you know, why am I sitting here and about, uh, you know, a heterosexual couple and what they do with their spouses, boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever, wives, husband. But then I can't share, you know, what I did, you know, with my significant other, you know. So it was, it, I was just pissed, I was just pissed off about the whole thing because at the end of the day, you know, we joined the military, you know, it, it was a choice. So, you know, mm-hmm. who I lay with, why does that matter? It doesn't stop me from doing my job, you know. It doesn't stop me from defending the country. Uh, so I was just a little bit more aggravated and, and pissed off because, you know, some people... To think that some people are still uncomfortable with what somebody else do in their own off time or whatever is, it, I don't know, it just blew my mind. Yeah. Did you ever have to, did you ever go through anything based off of your uh, sexuality or anything? Honestly, no, because like I said, I just, I just never broadcast my personal life. Um, I had a very mm-hmm. close group of people who, who I would let into my circle. I'm not, I'm a people person, but not really a people person. You know, uh, it's certain mm-hmm. stuff that I just don't talk about um, because that's just, you know, my own personal preference. Uh, so I didn't, I didn't go through anything. I didn't have like, oh, you know, you know, you're doing this because you're, you know, she's, she like girls or she whatever. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go through all that. Except for like, you know, you have some dudes that are just, they disrespectful, you know, so, you know, they try to shoot, they shot and they miss, you know, like. Yeah, dudes yeah, are still, like, dudes are still you know, trying to shoot like, at a girl, wow, even know, if like, they know. You know, they say, you know, you too pretty to like girls. And, you know, it's like, well, why are you putting a label on me? Like, I have nothing against guys. I just don't like you. You know, it's like one of those things. Like, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very picky <laughs> with the selection. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> it was that so one. they get mad, yeah. you know, they get mad. And I hate the word uh, dyke. I hate the word faggot. Mm-hmm. It's certain things, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I just don't like that. So you get dudes to be like, oh, you know, she a dyke anyway. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, you yeah. know, like, I don't know. But they just mad. They just in their feelings. But that's it. I, I, I laugh yeah. that off, you know, like, and then you go and, and then you, you talk to their homeboy and now they feel some type of way. Oh, you know, they like, you know, seeing such a dyke now, you know, like, you, what is wrong with you? I don't know. That's just that, that immature yeah. stuff. But as far as like 
the leadership concerned or whatever aspect of it, I've never went through anything uh, like that. But I did have, and I, I'm not going to say his name because y'all know him. I did have this senior chief. He assumed that I was I was messing around with this, this young lady on the ship. And uh, he would sit on the, in the hangar and be like, uh, hey, you know, Wilson, what, you know, what's that like? You know, I want to, you know, I know you know. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, why are you, why are you assuming yeah. that I know what, what? Oh my! You know, you know, goodness. he's like, I want, I want to know what that's like. So I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just live through you. You know, I, I got a wife, so I can't, I, you know, I can't be out here like that. But you know, I'm just, I'm just asking you. And I'm like, man, Saint Chief, it like stop, like stop, stop coming. Like, <laughs> like that, that was weird. That shit was weird. I'm like. Oh you just assuming, goodness, you just assuming that I know, you know, what that's like, because me and her are cool, and I'm like, yeah. uh, I, I'm like, I, I don't know, you know, he's like, you know, y'all cool, you know, you know, I see you with, with IT1 all the time, I'm like, stop it, stop it. <laughs> so, so how did it feel when they repealed, like, actually, 10 years ago, when they actually did actually repeal the Don't Ask, Don't Tell, how, how was that for Um... You? I was happy for uh, more so for the uh, I won't say males, you know, because males struggle, you know, with with that. So I was happy with the males. I mean, it wasn't like I said, it didn't really make it no difference to me um, as far as like my lifestyle, because it wasn't like I'm about to be out here waving a, a rainbow flag and oh, you know, look at look at my girlfriend or look at my wife. I'm out, nah, you know. Yeah. But I was happy that I was able to bring my wife at the time on like on the ship and not have to like oh yeah this is my friend or you know whatever like, yeah it's almost like you yeah so it's like okay you know i was able to bring her into my world that you know she had no idea about the only thing she knew about was what i would tell her when i would come home but the fact that i could tell like bring her and show her you know and we can on duty you know she can bring me food i can give her a hug and you know what i'm saying stuff that you want to yeah. do when you're with somebody you know, so that was that was that was definitely something that I enjoyed to do. Yo, imagine that conversation, man. Like, you know, like, hey, you know, we got this going on at my command. You know, well, can I come? Yeah, you could come, but when you come, we can't act like we. That's crazy, right we gotta, there, right? I can't imagine that shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Hey, so um, a couple of episodes ago, FCA one, we had a uh, demo presented a question to me about. Uh, LPOs, right? So we had this scenario where you had a LPO that was in like 10 to 12 years um, and he's coming to the ship and you have this four-year uh, first class, which is the LPO, and he's a hot runner, you know, um, future, right? So the question was was asked, who should be the LPO once the, the 10 to 12-year uh, first class get to the ship? And that was the entire scenario right there. So I said, I think the first, I think the uh, senior first class should be uh, the LPO. And it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, right? So people was going on, going in on me and I'm going back and we going back and forth and all this type of stuff. So I would love to hear your opinion um, on that same scenario. But not even having a lot of facts, just know a senior guy is coming. Um, well, so you're only, uh, given 
the first class opportunity because he's a senior first class because he's a senior. But you have no problems That's with your LPO being an ETA. No, no problem with him. No so why are we debating this? If you have, if if something's not broken, why are you trying to fix it? So okay. I mean, so are you throwing that question back at me? Because I like this. You throwing that back at me, right? Yeah, okay. you, it's not Good. broken. It's not broken. So this second class is not giving Good. you any reason except for this first class coming, and they got twelve years in, and your LPO is a. Four years, second class. No, no, the no, LPO first class. Was first class too. First class, the first class, first class. It's first class. They oh, both they both first classes. first classes. Man, get, get up. Yeah. Stop playing with me. Stop, <laughs> okay. stop playing with me. So, playing. so you don't even. Know okay, so, so. Uh, 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 uh. you, you threw the question at me. So I'm about to. Yeah, I, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You have no. So you don't know anything about this senior first class, except that he's been in the Navy no, twelve years. You yep. work yeah. this this. This other first class has been in the Navy five years, whatever. Like he's like he he's worked for you. He's working for you. Yep, he's been grooming Stop him. Yep. <laughs> okay, so let me let me say this though. So this happened to me. Okay. I don't know if you remember. I don't know if you know this or not. This happened to me. Yeah, I mean that's. Think, think about it. Think about the scenario. Thing. I had a when you I ain't gonna say no name, but think about it. I had a DC one. Okay. You know, good shit, hot. What happened when the senior HD one came? Right, it has It's not right though. Right. Okay. But but check this out. But check this out now. Right. This is how I look at it. Okay. I feel like if in the same scenario, right, same scenario, I feel like if I did my job correctly, this senior first class when it came to the ship, this senior first class got a billet to come here as a first class. This other guy that's here. He probably filling a third class billet or a second class billet, right? This guy is coming here to be the LPO. Now, if I do my job, guess what? I will have, I will move him up to be taking a first class billet. Then I wouldn't get that first class. And then I'll be getting a third class or a second class. Do that so make it's any sense? So so, no, no, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm, but in my scenario, it wasn't like that. It was an HG and a DC. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about. This is a scenario. They ain't got nothing to do with me. You try to throw it on me. They got nothing to do with me. They got nothing to do with me. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just telling. I'm just saying the scenario of a, of a senior guy coming in. He's yeah. coming in to feel that billet. He went to his shore duty. He or she went to their mm -hmm. shore duty. Did their time. Now they coming back to be the LPOSC, right? Because that's in they, that's in their in they um, you know, chop. You know, in they in they ladder of coming back to be the the LPOSC. Now, uh, hey, this Damon, guy. Huh? Let's 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 mix it up. Let's do it like this. Let's okay. do it like this. FC one. Okay. Let's say you the junior first class. Like you say you the junior first class. Um, been in the seat, not doing nothing wrong, doing what you're supposed to do, right? Um, and then you find out it's another first class coming. That got more time than you, but you've been doing good. You tracking EP, right? Um, but another first class coming got more time than you. Your senior chief and somebody don't know you know this person at all and they tell you that like hey you know because because you did say that right damon you prep them you already let them know it's gonna happen right yeah, it's gonna happen. yeah. all right yeah. so they tell you that like hey when this new first class come um and i'm asking you two questions so i want you i want to like you to answer those questions i asked so is this new first class come um you're gonna 
you know, get bounced, get bumped down, and this person's gonna take over LPO. Thank you for what you've done, but you're not gonna be the LPO in about two months when the new first class come. The first question. I mean, did I say anything wrong? No, is it the way you said? It? I would have said it like that. Thank you for your thank you for your service, but you're you know blah blah. blah. I would have said it like that. But all right, yeah, all right, okay, all right, it's all good. Right. So yeah. the first question I have you right, I have for you right specifically is what will you say back to that senior chief? <laughs> That's the first question. What I'm gonna say? I'm, my my next question is how do you how would you actually feel? My first question is what you gonna say. But my next question is going to be like, how are you going to actually feel? So the first question is, what you going to say? We this behind closed doors, right? It's you and the senior chief. Yeah, yeah. Chief? Behind closed doors. Behind closed doors. Yeah. So if it was me and senior, if, if if senior chief Leggings was the one to come to me, I'd be like, what the fuck you mean? Like somebody gonna come and re- replace me, and you don't even know if they're gonna be a fucking good leader. This I'm this I'm talking to you. You don't even know if this this guy or girl is gonna be, you know, what I'm saying like me like your standards as a as a LPO. You ain't even gonna do a trial run. You ain't none of that. You just gonna automatically fire me. So now, okay, I I wanna be a team player. Now where does that leave me? Like you gonna send me back to be a maintenance man? You gonna send me back to be a works in a soup? Like so like now we're backtracking. Like I've hit all those blocks. I've done all that. So how does that look for me um, when it comes time to for evals? When it comes time to like uh, my growth, my my professional growth, because all people are gonna look at is what's on paper. You may you you're the only one that's gonna know the story, you know what I'm saying, and, and how it played out. But my professional growth, like what is what like what does that do for me? Where does that leave me? No, that will be that will be something that I will ask. Now, now how are you gonna feel? Oh, how I, think, I think I'm gonna hold you down, David. Let me. Let, I got two more questions. I think I'm gonna hold you down. Like, so let me, let me, mm-hmm. let me cook for a second. How you gonna feel, FC one? Uh, I don't even want to fucking play for your team. I don't even want to be a part of uh, mm. your team, senior chief. Like, that's how I feel. Like, fuck out of here. Like, how you gonna tell me? Like, you know, I'm your all star. I'm talking. I'm your starting five. Yep. Like, I yeah, come yeah. every night putting in points, and then you are gonna get some fresh legs that you don't even know if they can make a free throw. And you gonna replace me? <laughs> like, yeah. How, how, like, nah. We that's what we doing. That's what that's that's how I feel. Like, damn. Like, that's that's kind of fucked up. Like, you know, like while I'm over here, you know, busting my ass and you know doing everything that I'm supposed to do to maintain my title. All right. And so you here, just gonna here, take it away. So here go the here go my next thing. I'm gonna toss it back to Damon, but I think I got Damon. I think I'm gonna hold him down. All right. Let's say you that senior first class. Coming from a command uh, that you just can't, you coming like you've been busting your ass. You know you've been you've been busting your ass. You worked your way up to do you know what you got to do. You stood every watch. You got every quad. You did everything you supposed to do. Uh, I would imagine your outlook for your next place would be: I'm about to go back to leading. I'm about to go back leading. I've been leading for this X amount of years. I'm not about to go somewhere and play the back seat. Maybe you got chief on the horizon, something you trying to make. So you that you that you know uh, all star first. Just more time. You've been you know you've been killing it. You go to a command, and you get a, you know you meet the uh, LCPO, and the LCPO tell you like, I know you've been kicking ass everywhere else you've been. I know you got time in, and I know chief is on the horizon for you. But unfortunately, you not gonna get to be the LPO 
for this division because I got a new LPO, not not even really eligible for Chief yet or nothing like that, but they've been kicking ass. So they gonna they're gonna be the LPO for the time being because they already been kicking ass and I'm not about to shake up my division like that by introducing you as the LPO. Even though I know career, you've been tracking this shit, kicking ass. Um, what do you say? Um, the first thing I'll ask is, you know, well, I don't want to rub my chief or my LCPO the wrong way because I just got there. Mm-hmm. And I don't want him or her to think that I that I don't want to be a team player. Mm-hmm. So, in that sense, like, you know, I'll make that known. And then, okay, well, you know, uh, how long has this, this first class been an LPO? Is it something that's already on their eval? Like, because if I don't have it and they already have it, like they've been LP, LPO for like a year, two years, or whatever the case may be, then I'm going to ask, like, well, when can it, when is going to be my turn? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want my turn. Like, even though I'm a, hung, I'm a hungry-ass sailor and just yeah. a person in general, like, and I, I love being competitive. So, of course, I'm going to do what the fuck I got to do to outshine this first mm-hmm. class. You know, we supposed to work together. Yeah. But but little do they know, like, I'm coming. I'm coming for that spot, you know. Uh, so I'm I'm going to try to get in his back pocket, like, hey, see what I got to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh can I shadow this, you know, this LPO or whatever, or just basically like, when is it going to be my turn? Cause I do want to have the opportunity for it to be my turn. Okay. So you coming in there, you got respect for his decision, but you know that you're going to work to prove yourself capable of doing that job pretty much. Right. Yeah. Cause I don't want to rub chief. I don't want to rub off the wrong, like my wrong, my, my energy to a, literally a senior chief that, or a chief that I just met. Like, yeah. This is the first time me meeting him and I don't want to come off as like, fuck yo, like, now it's just all about her, 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 her. You know, she's not thinking about the team or whatever. Like, I I definitely want it to be known that I'm a team player. And I'm willing to wait my turn, but I ain't going to wait forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I mean, that's kind of like how I am. But best believe I'm going to be bugging. Like, all right. Like, you know, you going to rotate. I will hope that he will have some sort of plan. Um, I don't like to see where LPOs, uh, because they're senior, they stay LPO for four years, five years. Like yeah, I, I really do think it needs to be some sort of rotation. Even 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 if they're not doing anything wrong, it just it needs to be some some sort of rotation to give that the other first classes or second classes a chance to prove their leadership as LPO. That's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. It looked like Damon. T, you taking notes on it? No, 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 no. I was I was racing. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, so man. so so yeah, I so um one thing is that was a scenario though, right? There's a scenario that I gave. I didn't give no info about that, right? So mm-hmm. with that being said, I would know more about the first class because he will he won't take over the day he step on board. That's 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 a fact, right? So the only scenario that was that though, right? But like you said, eventually he was gonna become the LPO. But um another thing you brought up though that was 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 funny, like you like you'll be saying when you were the young you the young LPO, you'll be like, I don't even wanna work, I don't wanna be part of the team then. But how about that L, that senior LPO? When he come on board, he found like he can't get in the game. He may feel the same way. I'm senior. And to me, mm-hmm. being in the Navy, we've been rank, seniority, all that stuff always played a factor in our, and since boot camp, what we've been taught, we've been taught seniority, we've been talking about rank, we've been talking about all this stuff. But as soon as people start making rank, they forget about when they're in charge of something, they forget about all this Navy shit. But guess what? We've been growing up on this Navy shit all the whole time, rank, seniority. And if the guy come in and he can't do the job, that's a whole other scenario. 
But what I'm saying is, we've been always grew up on rank and seniority, and we are like yeah, but shitting that's on cha- that. It's changing a little bit, though. It's changing a little bit, right? With the it, advancement it, exams and stuff. Like, it's it changing, is right. It is. It it's, is. It's, but, it's, it's most capable, like better guy at this point. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, but now we and we are also in this scenario. We're not saying like this guy could come in and he can't be. He may not be chopped liver. He may be. No, no, no. They both. They you know both what I mean? high. They both yeah. high. They both. Yeah. We, we had them equal for the scenario. Yeah. They both real hot. They both good. That's why when I was talking to FC One, I told her like, "You good? You've been kicking ass." Boom, boom, boom. But she yeah. pretty much said, "Okay, I'm gonna respect it, but I'm gonna prove that yeah. I can, you know, play." And I think that's how I would take it too. Like if I'm the senior guy. Who know who know I'm coming in as a senior guy who know what he's doing. So yeah. my anything I do is gonna be a little bit more polished than your junior guy, right? So when you dealing with your junior guy, the moment that he go on leave, for instance, like let's say he go on leave and I gotta step in, my work list gonna just look a little better. <laughs> my briefs to you, our morning meetings, they just gonna flow a little smoother. Cause like she said, I'm gonna be shadowing that person. So I'm gonna kinda know, you know, what I'm gonna show you that, you know, I'm the guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show you that I'm the guy. Then it's up to you, you know, really to make, you know, that hard decision. That's all. And that's FC1. That's a hard-ass decision when yeah, it comes it to, is. It like, is. damn, I got to take this person out, you know, the spot. That's a real, because it's a lot that go with that decision. It's yeah. career. It's eval. It's a whole lot when you're thinking about that kind of shit, right? But I, but I also feel like um, when I'm making that decision, too, I'm thinking about, I am thinking about, you know, the progress of the sailor and what they doing and how they do it. I'm thinking about that also in my scenario, my DC one at the time, he was already, he, he already set, you know what I mean? He's already good to go. He's already set, um, at that time too. So when the HG one came in, it was, it was a little, it was, it was different, uh, when it came, came to that scenario, but I'm here to tell you, you will find in this scenario, you're going to find friction, Either way, it's just the way you handle it and your morals on how you came up in the Navy and how your thought process and your leadership on how it go. That's what's yeah, going to make the decision yeah. for you. A lot of that shit depend on now, the, um, the, the, the senior chief or the chief that's yeah, delivering that it's, it's Exactly. Exactly what it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on because me firmly, I'm a big firm believer of seniority. I'm a big firm believer of rank. So I'm assuming, like, you know, and I'm older too, though. You know, I've been in the Navy a little bit longer too. So you write... Um, uh, like what Dumbo was saying, things are changing a little bit. So, but regardless, though, I'm taking care of sales at the end of the day, right? So I'm gonna make sure everybody's successful. I'm gonna have a plan in place. I'm gonna have all this good stuff down before I just throw that guy to the back of the line. It, it ain't gonna be like me saying, "Oh, you did it for a little while. Now you done. See you later." It won't never yeah, be that I mean, scenario either. Because you don't want to lose that seller. I mean, yeah. and that's the thing I think about. I don't think about the conversation you have with the seller. I don't think about the conversation the departmental LCPO have to sell. I think about after you tell that seller that that other motherfucker take LPO, that seller go to the Mustex and people know that that person need the LPO no more. And then they got to deal with that. They got to deal with their peers. Motherfuckers like, what happened? You got fired? What senior fired you? You've been kicking ass. Like seeing that, that, that happens. And I, I see FC one shaking her head. Cause that happens more than anything else. You know what I'm saying? Where you might've, you might've been cool with, all right, yeah, senior, you know, that's the right decision. But as soon as you hit the Mustex, your, your people, they like, what was senior going put that person in? They, they just got here. Like, see, you don't know that. Then it's something else. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. what, that's what we deal with a lot, you know? And so that brings me to my next point. Um, oh, I got, I got one more thing before we got this conversation. This same, <laughs> this, this same thing happened to me though. 
What? It happened to me. What? Of me, and I, I'm talking. I had no flack from it. It's same exact scenario because DC normally make rank faster than HTs, right? It's normally because yeah. we our rank is is better. I'm on the ship. HG one came in senior. HG one became probably about a month though, but the HG one became the LPO of the division. Yeah, yeah. But how uh, long did the DC one have left? It was me. Oh, you, know you were it. Okay, yes. okay. All right, all right. Yeah, I had a minute left. You know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. I was on the ship for a while. You know what I mean? It happens. Was the HT one better than you? It was, but to tell you the truth, it wasn't a better situation. No, he wasn't. I, mean, I cannot man, get was, this guy. I can't. This, this you know, it, but the scenario. Man. I'm telling you, what I'm getting at is though, we didn't. It wasn't even a time frame to say he was better than me or not. Mm -hmm. He's been on board a month. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So you can't detect that he's better than me or not better than me. You know, but it wasn't that type of scenario, though. You know what I mean? It just I was told I was hey, HG one been in Navy this long. I had a, we had a sit down. You know what I mean? Oh. A full sit down. So we making a breakthrough. Do yeah. you believe? Do you believe that this is why you make these kinds of decisions? I'm it, hey, it's about that's what it's about. It's about how you came up in the navy and those scenarios. It is about that. But no, I, a, a, but I'm, a but, lot. It's, it's like if you got a P. It's like that motherfucker that got the the P. The person that like they first eval was a P. You know, yeah. so when they giving you your first eval, they like, yeah, my first eval was a P, so your first eval gonna be a P too. That's how it happened to me. That's how it's gonna happen to you. That, whole that's one scenario. of those whole different scenarios. No, no. But yeah, I got, I got you. Yeah, but it I, is. I feel but you. That's a mentality that like some yeah. people have. Yeah. yeah. Like if I went through this, you know, you're gonna go through this. That's how we learn. Like yeah. I, when I was just in the class, the dude was like, "Yo, at, before I learned like leadership." I was the same person that my, I, I was the same person that all my other teachers was. Cause that's, I mean, who you yeah. learning from? Yeah. But I, I just been, I'm always like, I respect that shit though, man. I respect, I just no shit respect seniority, man. Mm -hmm. It's like me. It's like, it's like, it's like me being a, a me, me being a, the chief, right. And I'm the LCPO and I'm on a carrier, right. Then the senior chief come on a carrier. The senior chief, he's going to become the LCPO of that division. You know, I know we're losing Chiefs and stuff now, but that's what's going to happen. I'm not going to be the LCPO if I got another DCCS that's there, and I'm a DCC. Yeah, it's just I not going to happen. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, like, you know what I mean? I, I, I'm just taking over the LCPO, and I, 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 I put out, I'm like, yo, if the, the dude that's coming got more time than me, I'm good with, you know, yeah. them coming and doing their thing. But, and that, that brings me to my question for FC1, because yeah. it's about the disconnect between the Chiefs mess and the junior sellers, or if it's a disconnect or whatever. But so the first question is, is it a disconnect? Do you feel like it's a disconnect? Have you observed a disconnect between the Chiefs mess and junior sellers? Not specifically you, but just junior sellers as a whole. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. I do feel it's a disconnect only because <clears throat> Um, we don't feel as comfortable talking to uh, chiefs or officers or, or you know, whoever. Um, that's not our peer. Uh, especially when it comes to, you know, they may not know or understand, like, how we're feeling or, you know, what's going on, you know, through our through our heads or whatever. So I do feel like it's a disconnect only because it's a comfort so, level. So here go, here go the next question. We, we, gonna, we about to deep. We about to go into this one like a lot. So my next question is this. Do, do Is it a thought process that junior sellers forget that Chiefs were junior enlisted sellers before? 
Or is it the thought process that Chiefs forget that they were junior uh, enlisted sailors before? There you go. Y'all forget. Y'all forget so? that y'all was junior sailors. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all, not all of y'all. Some of y'all. Uh, I think the ones that uh, who remembered where they came from are the ones that are more open to talking to junior sailor. They don't take for a junior sailor like you two. It never took for me being a junior sailor to come up to you guys. Like you guys always made uh, made it known that we can come and talk to you guys at any point in time. So you mm-hmm. you guys opened that door. You you guys didn't like uh, let us come and open the door for you. Like y'all y'all you guys' door was always open. So I do feel like some some leadership do forget that they were once. The uh, thing about it though sailor. is though that it's it's a benefit though. You know I mean, it's a benefit. It, not just you, FCA one. I come talk to you because I know you had the ear of a lot of junior sailors, right? Mm-hmm. So it's a benefit for me to be having conversations with with you because I know a lot of young sailors are listening to you and you were talking to them. So that's one of my reasoning to like open up or have these conversations or say five alphas always open, however we want to say it. But that's the reason behind it, though. You know, um, because I don't want to be disconnected from everything and be this old salty guy saying, duh, 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 you know, um, because that's not where we at right now, man. It's 2021, man. It, everything had to be transparent. You have to open up. You have to talk to people. Um, but that, but that's the, the disconnect between us knowing um, where we came from. It is a big deal, man. I, I be finding myself always thinking i think i may have brought this up in another in another episode before it's always saying uh this how i did it when i was a first class or i was a second Mm -hmm. class and sometimes we forget everybody don't learn the same everybody don't lead the same everybody don't do a lot of stuff the same so that's a that's a big deal but me knowing that mentality now man i promise you that it helped me uh be a better leader and make me want to talk to sailors more because because of just that, we're not the same people, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, I, I mean, approachability is a big thing, you know what I mean? And I remember Seller was doing the wrong thing, man. On the ship. It was on the ship, last ship. Doing the wrong thing, straight up. Doing drills, like, like in the angle iron, like, damn that, <laughs> bent up, like, half sleep, right? And I guess this particular day, I, I wasn't really for the bullshit, you know what I'm saying? So it was like they asked me a question, hey, Chief, and my response was like, and I realize it now, you know, years like years later, my, my I, I gave a Damo response, not an EMC, not none of that shit. I gave, I'm like, yo, come on, you know, you, you know, you fucking up, like you know, just to bro. It was, and I, it was abrasive, and I know the impact that it had on that seller after that. Like that seller, like was like telling other people, like, yo, you can't go to him, you can't talk to him. He gonna get too, he gonna get riled up, he gonna get boom, boom, boom. And it was because of that one scenario. And the seller was wrong, like straight up. Like it was like, no way. But it was like my approach to it. And, and I realized that, damn, you like judged on that kind of scale, you know, because my approach to it was like, yo, come on, like stop the bullshit. You just bullshit. Like, and, I, I, and I went really hard, you know what I mean? So, and I understood then. I'm like, all right, this, this is a disconnect, you know, and it's kind of hard to grow. It's kind of hard to grow that back when you represent in a group of people, you know what I'm saying? So when you do that, somebody be like, damn, like every chief is like, every chief is probably like this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then if you somebody chief and you like that, man, that's a whole 
you didn't mess it up for in my opinion you didn't mess it up for everybody else you know what i'm saying you can't and you can't you kind of can't take those moments back the one of the things i wanted to bring up was you know i'll be talking to fca one in a p-way and she would say something to me like normal something she would say to me and you know, and she might, it might be in like another cellar around. So FCA one be like, yeah, y'all better not be bullshitting with boom, 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 with this meeting, boom, boom. And I'm like, this is like, this is truth, honest kind of talk. This is what I like, you know, but then the other seller be looking like, damn, she just said that to you, chief. Like, that's crazy. She, but I'm like, I, this is a good conversation. Like, this is kind of, you know, kind of conversation that I want you to have with me, Vice, knowing you had it when, when I wasn't around. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, talk to me. Like, tell me where yeah. we fucking up, what we could do better, and stuff like that. Because that way I know you care. And that way I know you know that I care. If you tell me where I'm fucking up, I know you know I care. If you don't... Think about it. Like, if you messed up, and I'm not saying it, I don't think you care. I don't think you're going to fix it or change it. So I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's kind of my take on that. That's it. Hey, when you bring it up, man, I... I remember like how many times in the P way and freaking FC want to be like, man, why are we doing this? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like, hey, why, why, why are we doing this right now? You know what I mean? I just yeah. remember conversations like that when you said that, man. It's, it's yeah. funny. It's, and it's we need real. people. We need yeah. people like that. That's because cause I feel this. Is what I feel like, and I'm glad you I'm glad you made first because this is how I feel like this is where I feel like the separation come at when it comes to the mess. It ain't enough people that's telling us where we what we need to adjust you know what i'm saying so if if we just walking around not knowing not ever knowing how the junior sellers feel or what we need to adjust then like who checking us like what are we what are we doing or whatever am i am i kind of hitting somewhere with yeah. that one uh yeah damon our F- fca one yeah most definitely man like like if <laughs> we that's what we learn from man we learn and, and this is another thing that took me a while to to learn is that these junior sailors are smart as hell. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And they may do something. We yeah, they may do something and make the job crazy easy. That's mm-hmm. why I'm always open to conversations. Like when they, when it, when it, when a junior sailor talking to me, um, sometimes I may be like, "Man, that's a good idea," or sometimes I might say, "Well, this is why we don't do it like that," mm-hmm. because some safety or something, blah blah blah. But if I shut them down every time they come up with an idea. They're never going to talk to me. They're never going to come up with something. Well, I ain't going to come yeah. up with nothing because senior going to shoot it down anyway. So mm-hmm. that's why, regardless, regardless if my mindset is we're going to do it this way regardless, right? If that's my mindset, we fucking up from the dough, man. Like we are mm-hmm. never going to, if you if you don't empower your sailors to have their own mind, to have their own thoughts, to have their own whatever, man, we are losing, it's a losing battle um, from the dough. FCA one. Hey, you feel like it's a lack of trust? <laughs> Man, that's a strong word. Mm-hmm. I, I don't trust. I don't. I ain't trust none of y'all when I came to the Navy. I don't trust you. You know, but that ain't that ain't um that has nothing to do with just being in the Navy. That's just mm-hmm. like for me. That was just how I was brought up. Like I just don't trust people out the gate. You know what I'm saying? So if it's people that that I, I grew up with, if I don't even trust them, why well, I'm gonna trust a group of strangers? I don't, I don't mm-hmm. know y'all like that to just instantly trust you guys or whatever. That, that's, that was just my, my mentality on it. Um, and at the end of the day, to this day, uh, 
I have to feel like I can I can give you that trust. I'm just not trusting you because you're like my LCPO or you're my Dibbo or department head or whatever. Like I, I just that's just me. That's always just been in my, my thought process. Um so I tend to lean towards people who mm-hmm. I do trust when it comes to like that support that I need. And it doesn't matter like seeing leggings is three thousand miles away. If I got an issue and I know that I can talk to him, I'm going to reach out and talk to him. Same thing with you, you know, mm-hmm. seeing McCullough. You're like uh, uh, like forty five minutes away. I rather I pick up the phone and I rather reach out to that mm-hmm. long distance than to reach out in my own backyard. And that's just because that's just how I am. Um, and and everybody don't don't get me, you know, and that and you know or relate or you know can like have that level of conversation that I need. Um, you know, some people to this day, they, they want to sugarcoat stuff and, you know, tell you like the Navy's fucking version. Like every, yeah, when yeah. I come to you with something, I, maybe I don't want to hear the Navy's fucking version. Maybe I'm really just coming to you cause I need to know like how to handle a situation or where my thought process is or whatever the case may be. Um, I think you were one of the first two people when I talked about my, you know, my clothing line mm-hmm. that I, that I trusted with, you know, my idea. I don't trust, you know, it's just one of the things like whether it's personal or yeah. professional, I don't, I don't trust, I don't trust very easily. Um, so I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, that I don't know. I'm, I'm a different, I'm a different sailor. Yeah. I, I, that's how I, I always tell people like, Hey, I'm different. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like, for me may I feel not like the same in a, in a, in a sense, I feel the same way. Trust is earned. Right. So my thing with the trust is I'm, I, I'm going to trust you to do your job until you, you know, uh, do something otherwise. So that's mm-hmm. when I, I guess the whole trust thing when it comes to anything, I am going to give you the utmost most trust. But, you know, things will play out. You know, there's going to be some scenarios where you can possibly gain more trust or you can lose trust. So I kind of look at it like that. But I kind of try to tell people in the beginning, hey, you got my you got it. Trust. I trust you to get stuff done, get stuff done or whatever. Yeah. But it's a different trust when I'm talking to my sailors and I'm talking to my family. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah, a different, yeah. it's a different trust. I mean, and, so. that's, and that's when you minimize, you know, that's when we minimize trust. Because we could take trust down to the minimal, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, if I'm driving in the street, I trust the other driver to stay in their lane, right? That's still, that's trust. That's not yeah. earned trust. That's just trust. Yeah, yeah. I trust you to stay in your lane. You're not going to go over the lane. So, you know, my perception is, like, it might be some sellers that, it might be some sellers day three, on a ship that already don't trust any chief. Yeah. Right. That's facts. facts. Now. And then that, that probably coming from another junior sailor, but it's facts yeah, coming from. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that happens more than it. Like even on those yeah. Facebook pages, I think that happens more than anything else. Like somebody yeah. had a bad experience and they communicated that shit. And that is the reason why some people, it'd be like day five. You get sellers. Like, man, I don't know. man. Feel like I could go to none of the chiefs. Like you, you've been here five days. Like what happened in those five days that, that you know that yeah. fucks you up? And so it's super easy to lose trust. I think, um, you know, as a chief or whatever like that. Most even at probably as a first class or whatever. But how do we gain that trust back? And that's a question for you, FC. Man. Hey, I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm the type. If that trust gone, that trust is gone. I'm a, or, or I'm a always question it. Um, anything you do, I'm a always question it. Like with with me, uh, I'm mm-hmm. more of a observant. I observe 
leaders, leaders, even even with my bad experience, I I learn, I, I observe leaders or whatever. So like at the time, DCC was one of the first chiefs that I actually talked mm-hmm. to, and that's because mm-hmm. he recruited me to be an ACFL or whatever the case may be. You know, so instantly we had we had something in common that we you know we both love fitness. So that's something I can talk to him about, and it just grew from that. Or whatever, and then from there, I seen how he interacted with uh, his sailors, and then how mm-hmm. he interacted with other sailors like that wasn't in his division or whatever. And he was the same way; like he talked to us yeah. as if we were DC two or DC three or DC one or HC one. He talked to us the same way, you know. And the same thing with you, you know, seeing McCullough. Like I, mm-hmm. I looked at, I, I observed how you guys interacted with your own people, and that kind of determined whether I wanted to interact with you. Or whatever. Um, but on the flip side, yeah, my thing is once once I feel like I can't trust you, I'm I'm gonna talk to you for that respect because you're my chief and let you the know what's going of, on. Yeah. But best believe I already done talked to <laughs> to the chief that I can't trust. Yeah, I already done talked to them or whatever. I'm just giving you that courtesy, that respect to know what's going on with me or whatever. Um, but other than that, like my own chief couldn't even tell you stuff that was going on with me because I, I didn't trust him enough to to confide in him about what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to other chiefs that I knew that I could talk to or whatever. And, and that made their opinions a uh, mm-hmm. hundred times better than listening to what my chief would say, you know, like, cause I'm listening, but I ain't really like, like comprehending what you're saying. Like it's, I'm, yeah. it's not hitting home. Like I'm not feeling the connect, the connection or whatever. So that's just me. Um, so yeah, once 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 I feel like I can't trust you, then I I can't I can't trust you. That is, there's no, you know, uh, turning back for me. You know, I, I don't know. That's just me though. Yeah. Now, one of the things I noticed, one of the things I saw, I feel like I see now is like junior. When I was a junior seller, um, no matter what my background was, what I came from, what I was doing outside this world, uh, outside in the world, I thought I thought being a chief would be cool. Like. And to be a chief, to make chief, that'd be cool. That's an accomplishment. It's something I want. Um, is it still, is that, like, I've talked to some junior sellers. They'd be like, man, I never want to be a chief. Senior, I never want to be a chief, you know? Is that, a, have you have you seen that from, you know, from your lens, uh, FCA1? Just sellers um, that saying that the chief ain't, it, it ain't held to the same regard that it used to be held at? Well, I mean, what regard is that if they don't, they don't, they only know what they know right now. Like they don't know how mm-hmm. it was 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And, you know, at the end of the day, if you come into uh, the Navy being closed minded, then you're going to always be closed minded. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't look at, when I went, with me having shitty chiefs, I didn't look at it as like, I don't want to be a chief. If anything, I was that before I said it like, Hell no, I don't want to be no chief because I ain't even trying to make it that far. Like I just yeah. want to just do my little time and be done. But then when I got when I got involved with shitty leadership, I was like that fueled me to like, yo, I'm ready to sit in this chief mess, man. Because like right. I already know what the fuck I need to be doing. Like I've seen good chiefs, I've seen not so good chiefs. I ain't gonna say bad because I don't feel mm. like any chief is bad. I just feel like some chiefs just lack a little bit, you know, more leadership than others. Um, but I feel like everybody can grow. So I just, I was like, yo, I want to sit in the cheese mess. Like I've been through some shit. Like I know, like, because I didn't have that good chief to pull me under my wing until I was like four years in the Navy. 
three years in the Navy. So I knew like, hey, like this is something that I want to do. Uh, I feel like uh, being in the Chiefs mess, they're a little bit more closer to home than, than in the wardroom. Mm-hmm. So I just never wanted to like be that disconnected from Junior Sailor because at the same time, like I was once that Junior Sailor or whatever. So I, I want that to be known to Junior Sailors. Like, hey, like I've been there. I've done that. I don't, I'm not sitting in the wardroom. And not tonight, people that, that sit in the wardroom, but some of them, they've never experienced the listed background. So they don't know the things that we go through, the things that we, you know, do on a day-to-day basis or uh, whatever. So I feel like being in a Chiefs match, like, that's, like, right there. Like, you know, they, they have a little bit more understanding of what the E6 and below, what we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, because we was. So, yeah. Yeah, because because you guys were one, so I can I can I can understand that, and that's what I like. I do like that, and then I do like the fact that uh, when you get some good, when you get good Chiefs, like you got to stay good Chiefs. It don't matter if you're a Chief, seen Chief, Mass Chief, like, or even if you transition and go warrant, like you guys stay good Chiefs, like. Yeah. You know, and um, I I definitely respect that, and that's why I'm uh. Like over the moon excited for when it's my turn to be up for chief, you know, because I'm I'm trying to knock it out the park, you know. Yeah. Now, now, you you got a question, Damon? Well, not a question, but it was a thing about like not being not wanting to be a chief and thing like that. When someone when I when I um hear somebody that say they don't want to be in the chief mess, I automatically want to dig, mm-hmm. right? I want to see if if anything in their background. Have they got in trouble? Have they got anything like this to to, to make them want to say that? Because I'm always like this. You come in the Navy, you want to succeed. I don't see no one that that, that don't want to succeed. You want to be a third class. You want to be a second class. You want to be a first class. Then you want to make chief because that's the path. So I don't mm-hmm. think people come in the Navy automatically like, hey, I don't want to be in the mess. If that if that's your you know trajectory. But sometimes things happen to sailors as they come in and as they go through to make them think like that. So that automatic when somebody say they don't want to be there, I automatically want to like ask them some questions. You know what you think happened? You think it's us that happened? It could be. It it could be bad leadership. It could be with the captain mass and think they're not going to make it. You know, I had a point in my Navy career that I think I didn't think I was going to be in the mess. Right? Mm-hmm. I went to captain mass as a first class. Right? So I thought. You know, I wasn't thinking that I didn't want to be in there, but I was thinking I wasn't going to, you know, get in there because, you know, the whole five year thing. And I'm like, man, if I wait five years, you know, um, that's going to put me up there in years. And I might have to get out like this. I might have one or two tries at it after that time frame. So you start thinking about it like this might be a scenario that that may not happen. But um, it ended up working out for me, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's like one of those things where I feel like everybody want to come in the name and everybody wants to succeed. You know, something have to happen between them lines and say, man, I just don't want to be that. I just want to stay a first class. You know what I mean? I want to stay, you know, second class. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody want to succeed and everybody want to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, I also think the peers could, your peers could paint the bad light, too. Like I said, you, you, you just got to the ship. You got somebody that had the bad experience. And they just, you trust that person. And they just, you know, they just paint that bad light. But it is, we have some, like, like you just said, we have some chiefs that fuck up. Oh yeah, yeah, most that, definitely, man. That, you know, like bad, like, like a lot, <laughs> yeah. way more than I, you know, like to to say. It's it's, it's a lot, man. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, do you think FC One? Do you think that 
leaders are beyond training? Like, or do you think leaders should always get some form of kind of, all right, let's get back to the basics training. That's how you're supposed to lead your people. Like I said, I feel like regardless of your, your rank or pay grade or whatever, like you should be learning every day. You're not, you're not, you're not, uh, you shouldn't be against learning. I feel like me being uh, a first class, like I've learned best from junior sailors. So I feel like even, mm-hmm. even when, you know, it do come, become my time of sitting in the cheese mess, I will, I think I will continue to learn more from my, Junior sailors, the E6 and below, then I will my own, you know, uh, chiefs, chiefs mess or brothers and sisters or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, so them, them are the ones that's going to, like, keep you on your toes, mm-hmm. you know, like always keep it 100, let you know what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, you know, and that's what you need, you know, like, uh, that, that's just, that's just how, that's, that's just me though, like I said. So if I, if I ever run into a chief that feel like they can't, <laughs> they stop learning because they're a chief or they're a senior chief or they're a match chief or a command match chief, then something's some yeah. wrong. Like something is, is definitely yeah. wrong. So I think I want to say like something you said earlier was like one of the things that would make sellers go to chiefs or would make you kind of know who was around was them people putting themselves like out there, making themselves available to be approached mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And that's one of the things that if somebody listening, chief, you know, something like that, and you wondering – just one of the things that, you know, because we only talking to one person right now. So if, uh, just one of the things that, you know, some of these junior sellers want, they want just to see you, like you be around, be available, be able to kind of talk to, communicate with and stuff like that. And I know it's a lot of people out there. I know it's people, oh, I'm, I'm out there. I know it's a lot of people out there like that, you know, but then there's some people that's probably not. And they, and they probably wondering what the disconnect is. And some of that disconnect is just that, like, just like let yeah. people know who you are. Yeah, you know, you know, a good, you know, you brought up a good point, man. I'm thinking right now as into like a lot of the the chief, I don't say just chiefs, but whoever, like a leadership. Um, I remember I had this not not on my last ship before I had a I had a DC one. Used to always say to me, uh, Chief, go. You can go to Chief Mess. I got this. Or Chief, mm-hmm. you can go. You know, to your office or whatever the case may be, right? And I had to have a sit down and tell him that it's not about me coming here to step on your toes that I feel like sometimes that is my time to interact with sailors. Mm-hmm. If you guys doing a pro I'm not there turning wrenches, but I'm there talking. Yo, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? No, my biggest, me. my biggest thing for young sailors now is the fact that I'm freaking 41 years old uh-huh. and I got life experience. You know what I mean? They may be going through some stuff right now in their life that I may have went through. I know somebody that went through. It's life experience. It ain't like knowledge of DC. Like, man, these DC ones now probably know more about freaking damage control than I know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I'm not in that role of doing all the maintenance no more, doing all that stuff. I have to go read that stuff again now. So they may know more about that stuff. You know what I'm saying? More in the detail than I know. You know, so it's always learning. It's always stuff like that. But but I, I like to be around sailors, though. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though, like, it ain't got nothing to do. I know DC Warren just get me all the time, man. I got this. I got this. I got this, Chief. I got this. Yeah, I know you got yeah, it. Yeah, my, my, my EM2s. It's crazy. I, I get text messages from sellers that I used to work with, like, oh, pretty often, actually. 
And it's never about Navy stuff. Like they never thank me about like Navy. Like, <laughs> Sometimes I feel yeah. bad. Like yo, what am I? Yeah. What am I doing? Like like am wow. I not like pushing the Navy? But like they be like, yeah, yeah, senior man. Like I appreciate this. You taught me about this. You taught me about this. If you ever want to run for president, you know I vote for you. It's like yo, none of this is like Navy related. Like am I they just said, like they said president for you though? I mean, yeah. oh, Oof. is that a tall order? Yeah. <laughs> is being a president? <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. Hey, uh, FCA one, got a question for you. Yes. What legacy do you want to leave behind? In the Navy or just in general? In the Navy, first off. We're going to talk some general stuff in a second. But in the Navy, what legacy do you want to leave behind? Um, For me, just don't believe when, when people say you can't do it or you don't belong. Because at the end of the day, who are you to tell me that I don't belong here? So that mm-hmm. that's that's my biggest thing, like, that I, I did it with with all the pretty much all the odds against me. Um, Cause I guarantee you, if I was if you was a bad person, you you probably would have lost your money, like you know, betting on me or whatever. And that's kind of like what it is. Like you know, you gotta prove people wrong. And at the end of the day, you know, I'm I'm here to to let people know, like, hey, you can't have these adversities. You you can't go through stuff. You can have like the shittiest leaders. Or whatever, but at the end of the day, like it's about your mentality on it. And if you don't let nobody break that, then at the end of the day, like you can do anything. Well, I, I look at also with, with FCA one man. I, when I when I think of the whole thing, think of conversations we didn't have, the grind, right? You know what I mean? For mm-hmm. whatever for whatever reason, we always can look back at your career and say how many times I was looked over for anything. It don't matter what it was, but I was looked over. Right. So that is a story in itself that can be shared with many people, man, that's that's coming up or doing whatever, man. Just that story alone, the grind and still making shit happen, man. That's that's the that's the story right there, man. That's yeah, the story. I, I remember when you guys uh like y'all Hold up, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, no, hold I'm on, this gonna be good. <laughs> I, I remember, I remember, I remember this. I, I will never I didn't open up a can of worms now, man. <laughs> I would never forget this. I'll never forget. Like, I just knew. Like, I just knew I was going to get mapped. I just knew. I knew it. Like, I was doing everything. Like, everything. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. uh, for it not to happen, like, I remember when, like, you guys came to me on the mess days. Because I didn't go and see y'all. Y'all came and found me. Well, you found me first. Thing, like, you found me on the mess days. Like, yeah. you know, like, stranger danger. What you doing here? Well, why you here? Like, you know. Yeah. And you yeah. sat down. You sat down. And was like, hey, come come see me in my office, you know, and talk to you. I was like, all right, yeah. cool. And then, you know, Seema McCullough came in. He was like, hey, like, I, I like, how you feeling? Because I knew, like, you know, whatever, whatever. And you guys, like, for me not to have to go and, like, find you and express my emotions, like, mm-hmm. for you guys to come and find me or whatever, like. And, and I know I told Seema Leggins, I don't know how many times, like, see, I'm done. Like, I am done. Don't ask me to do shit. I ain't doing shit. <laughs> I'm I'm dropping this collateral. Seeing you find you another CFL. Oh, I, I ain't doing. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not for it. And then the next thing you know, I'm out here like doing the same. See, I got it. I I put him in. I did all this for you. Like I thought. I thought you were done. He's like, I knew you wasn't done. Like, cause mm-hmm. that's the, that's the shit I I would say. You know, I used to say. And he was like, you know, it's just it's just built in us. You know, like we, we just not that type of person to just be done. You know, we we're gonna give it our all until until the end of until it. You know, it's the end. And that's yeah. kind of like, you know, what I was, how I was like, hey, you know, I wanted people to know like, hey, 
just because something didn't go my way don't mean I'ma just be this, you know, I'm I'ma just be a shitty person. It didn't go my way, it's not my time. And I always feel like God has a plan. And then when I did make it, like yeah. I'll never forget I was talking to a villain away, but he was like, You you don't start studying? I said, Man, fuck studying. I like I'ma just ride this higher team, like get me like get me the fuck out of here. Like I'm I'm done with this, you know. And he was like, No, you know, you try to study even if even if it's an hour a day. So I was like, All right, I'm gonna start tomorrow. And then literally that next day, the damn results came out. And I was walking through the P way and I was like, and I heard my name, I was like, Yo, what the fuck is going on, man? Like, yeah. you know, and for me to make it on my own at the lowest percentage that it's ever been, you know, I tell yeah. people all the time, like six percent. I, I I drill that shit in their head. And on my Yeti mug, I have how many times I've been on restriction, the brick, how many times I've taken the advancement exam for first class. And they like, what is these numbers? And I said, I never forget how long it took for me to get to where I am. So I was like, I'm like the most humble person ever. Like, I, like I, I don't take nothing for granted. None of the shit that I've been through, you know, everything that I had to do, I did on my own. And even you guys was like, hey, that shit feel better when you've done it on your own and like it wasn't yeah. given to you, you know, yeah. not not to, you know, and seeing like I say, hey, not to discredit your hard work, but it feels better when you've like, like put the time and effort into you know studying taking the exam because at the end of the day nobody took that exam but you and mm -hmm. i took the exam and i made it i was like yo what like i, I didn't let nobody see me cry but i like went oh yeah I went, yeah I was, oh yeah i just oh, sat yeah. and i was like i was like man jesus like i was like man you you ain't never come when i when i wanted to you know what i'm saying yeah, but like always you know, on time you always showed yeah. up for me yeah. oh, i was yeah. like man oh, yeah. like so it was it was definitely a blessing because I literally had one one more time to take to take the advancement exam or whatever and uh that's when I yeah I was like man like it was a grind yeah. it was a grind yeah it was a grind yeah that was like poetic yeah. that was like poetic justice man yeah and, and, and <laughs> it's crazy because some of these conversations me and Damon have and some of them we won't you know what I'm saying so. Some of them will be like, oh, man, like, yo, you know, we need to go talk to FCA one. Yeah. And then some of them we already will be talking, like, yeah, you're right. We already be talking about this stuff all the yeah, time. Yeah, man. some of them will be like where it's like I snatched up FCA one. Like we had a situation on a ship and I, it was a more it was more sapper related. Um, I know you remember it. I'm not going to get too because I plan on having a whole episode about it, but it was more sapper related. And that was one of them where we both just went to find the person like. It wasn't like we talked about it nothing. It's like, yeah. And I think sometimes people probably thought, like, man, like, Senior Leggings already talked to me. Did, did he tell you to come? Like, nah. Like, we both just care that, like, not to sound heroic here, but we yeah. both just care that much. Like, we both just came to come find you to talk to you. I think with you, I think with you, and it might not have seemed like it took that long, but I think with you, with the mat, just because, you know, it's no, like, favors or nothing like that, but I think that I thought that, in that year, I think I thought you were going to be mad. You know, I was like, man, I think I, I thought that I'm like, man, Me you too. know, I, even when it came to, you know, my map, I'm like, yo, I'm going to submit a map. But I, I think it's I think it's going to be, you know, FCA two for this year, I think. You know what I'm saying? So when it didn't happen, I was, you know, I was surprised or shocked or whatever. Um, and that's in hindsight, right? That's some of the shit they act like we can't talk about, like us being surprised. So, that, but that's in hindsight. Like I was kind of like, as just as a person, like, damn, man, she didn't get mad. I thought, you know, she would have got mad. So I think I, when I went and talked to uh, Senior Leggings about it, you know, because we go to five off, I'm like, yo, you know, we gotta talk to her. 
like this gotta happen <laughs> like you know yeah. i you know both of us having a conversation but it's like we gotta and it was one of them things that for me at first just to be honest and transparent i ain't know how it was gonna be you know what i'm saying like i ain't know how you know i'm like damn we gotta go talk because i wouldn't blame you for being upset you know what i'm saying i wouldn't think you wouldn't be upset I, I wouldn't think you wouldn't be like yo fuck all this boom, boom boom you know but i know i still need you to kind of you know i need you you know what i'm saying like a, as that level leader you are and me being on the ship there's some things i know that i can't do that you could do so i need i need you you know what i'm saying so it's like damn wait this gotta happen you know what I'm saying? you know, so you, like, know I- you know the whole thing with fca1 wilson making first class was one of those things man it's like when you get to the ship, we got to the ship like 2015, 2016. It's like, man, for me though, it's for me. Mm-hmm. May senior chief, this happened to me, this happened to me, this happened to me. Then FCA one Wilson making first class. That's how much this stuff was part yeah, of us. Like pivotal. every yeah, year, pivotal, yeah. every cycle came by. It's like we was looking for your name. For, for, yeah, you know, yeah, it, for it, sure. it seemed like it was that big of a like an impact. So I know, like for me thinking like that. I'm thinking as the junior sailors, you know what I mean? On how bad they probably want you to make it, probably more than you, you know what I mean? Them, and, and that's what that's where man, you get that get that spark. That's where you get that 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 uh, motivation from. Because it ain't just yeah. like you. Yes, yes, you want to make it, but when you're when you don't make it, it's almost like you letting your junior sailors down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. When I got my eval, I had a conversation with the captain, and this is what the captain said. He was like, man, when I think about evals and, and this type of stuff, I think about what everybody else going to think about it, too. He's like, I'm not only thinking about, yo, am I putting this person here or saying this person is this is this way just based off my own thought. I think if somebody else look at this and they think about it, like, as, what did the junior sellers think? Does this person deserve this, you know, as well? You know, and that's how I look at the maps. And like every map and since my career started, you know, I'm not just talking about one ship. If I see if I see things happen and people, you know, get mapped or don't get mapped and they either deserve it or, you know, or don't deserve it. That shit affects the command. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If the wrong person and I, and I, and this is for lack of a better phrase, if the wrong person get mapped, the junior sellers are looking at that shit like, damn, like, what the fuck? You know, if the right person get mapped or when SOQ or when Blue Jacket or whatever, if that happens, the junior seller is looking at that, too. You know, I remember being a junior seller first ship and a, um, one of the seller. Her name was Staples. I can't never forget her name. Megan Staples. She won Blue Jacket of the year. And I'm like, damn, how do you get that? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, I want that. Like, how do you get Blue Jacket of the year? They like, man, she got her East Swats at this time. She got crawled this. She did this. And she a fucking, you know, a good seller. So what did I choose to do? I chose to do what she did so I could get what she got. Like, all right, I'm going to do that. And I got it, right? I wound up getting, you know, not to shout out my Blue Jacket of the Year, but I wound up getting Blue Jacket of the Year. I did it. I, I followed the blueprint, you know? So I think me personally, like whenever I see somebody say, oh, I don't want to sell other quarter. I don't want those awards. My own thought is that you make, if you deserve it, you make other sellers better by in, like keeping the integrity of the program up. You know, but it's the same shit when it's the wrong decision. You know what I'm saying? You make it, you you don't make it better. You know what I'm saying? It's like when people start winning awards for like movies that's trash and then everybody make the same movie or make the same sounding song because this is what's garnering success at the time. You fucking it up. You know what I'm saying? So watching everything that 
um, FCA one was doing that year was like everything that I'm like, man, it's like, she's in, it's like, it's a full, it's kind of a full spectrum for me when it comes to being a seller on a ship, you do your job. Yeah. Right. Um, you involved in whatever you involved in outside of that shit. But the other biggest thing is the impact for me is the biggest thing for me. And we talked about this a lot, Damon is the impact you have on the ship and other sellers, right? If you're a fixture at your command and a fixture on other sellers, you like one of the prime people at that command that's getting the boat underway, in my opinion, getting the ship underway, you know, for lack of a better phrase again, you know, and those are the people that stand out, you know what I mean? And I mean, it's, and then you got some standout people that's just like, just fucked up sellers. Like that you got to only reason why you know them because you got to correct them every day. Like, yeah, why are you shit fucked up every day? But then you got sellers that stand out, you know, and they the sellers that keep the integrity for the other sellers. You know, they the ones that when you was a very junior seller, you saw them as first classes and second classes. And you was like, yo, that's good. That's the way I want to be. No doubt. Right? Man. No, yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. Yeah. So, so, so yeah. And so that's why I hold that map and all that shit to like such a high regard. All right. Um, um, real quick, uh, Vanessa Gian, right? Vanessa Gian, that happened when we were, uh, on deployment. Did, did the Vanessa Gian thing happen when we were on deployment? Or sometime before, yeah. it was. Hmm, I want. Were we underway they, anywhere? Yeah, I think we was under. We was, I remember being underway. <laughs> we was always, yeah. always right, underway. Right. So, yeah, we got. So <laughs> now, Vanessa again happened. Now, me, you know, me as a chief, uh, Mel chief, I, I I got some of it, but you probably got more um, of the Vanessa again, like kind of like the reaction to that story than I got from other sellers around you, right? Was that a hard time? Um, I think for for me and talking to other females, it was we was like confused, you know, more so than anything. Like, you know, uh, confused on why her chain of command didn't know what was going on mm-hmm. around her. Um, like, was it you know she she just hit it very well, or you guys they just mm-hmm. didn't care? Or they just didn't want to see what was going on, you know. Um, so I think that was the biggest, the biggest thing for us, me, you know, me and my female friends, and we was just confused on like, how did you even let this happen on on a base at that, like, you know, and and it be like somebody who is like literally worked so close mm-hmm. to her. I think my thing was my my so, thing was on this on the whole Vanessa thing was when it first happened, we first started getting wind of it. In my mind, it was like. This shit is happening too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it wasn't real deep for me. It at the beginning, it wasn't like a deep thing for me. I'm like, this this crazy shit is happening. But then when you start listening, then when the stories start coming out and what happens start coming out, then you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's just a crazy story and you just can't get your head around like like what you said, like how can this stuff happen and no one like knows anything and no one this and that and it, it was just a crazy story, man. Like, and I, man, like, it almost made me feel like I wanted to talk about it in public. You know what I mean? I wanted yeah. to like, like, like talk well, we about did. this. You know, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about yeah, yeah. <laughs> we most we did. did. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of those things, man. It's it's, it's crazy, man. And, and, and it's hard because it happened on base. It happened like so. It's like, damn. Like, how can we expect you know our women to have trust in 
a lot of stuff if this stuff happening on base. Then you got the other addition is like if we if we don't address things, if we don't ever talk about things. Yeah. Right. If we don't ever talk about things, does that mean we don't care about them? Does it mean we trying to avoid them? Like, what does any of this kind of stuff mean? Because, I mean, you we were on deployment FCA when we had, you know, first thing happened, of course, was Kobe. You know, of course, that happened to us. Right. Kobe. But then everything happened. George Floyd, riots, COVID protests, like all that stuff happened. You know what I'm saying? And it, it seemed like for the Navy, it took a while for the for the Navy as a whole to address it. Right. We wound up addressing it right with the triad and they got in front of commands and they talked about, you know, a lot of that stuff. But it seemed like we pro- it took us a while to process it and all of that stuff. So just as a as a black seller, period, like when these things start happening and it's not getting addressed, do you at all feel disconnected from the like what's like feel like the command is disconnected from what's going on in the world or what? Um, I don't think I don't think they're they're disconnected. I think they choose to be disconnected. They choose to overlook what the fuck be going on to to us or you know just you know people in general um and people at the end of the day they address what they want to address the biggest thing is that they address protest they ain't they ain't address all the other shit that happened to yeah. lead up to people protesting like they they address the whole protesting about the the former president we had not they didn't they didn't talk about anything with the other protesting you know that 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 was that was why y'all got us together to talk about to talk about that. Don't pretty much don't go down to to the White House and don't don't be in Navy or military attire to protest. That's what they got. That's essentially yeah. I felt what. They yeah, got that us that that Navy. Yeah, that not actual Navy training, that, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, not all the other stuff that's going on or whatever. Not you know sailors leaving loot uh, nooses on on other on black sailors uh, racks. You know, sailors writing the N word in the on the head and stuff. Y'all don't talk about. We don't talk about that stuff because mm-hmm. y'all like it don't happen, but it do happen or whatever. Like, stop it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you would like to think that you know it doesn't happen, but it do happen. So, why don't we address that stuff? And then when you do address it, is oh, I, I have no tolerance for it. But then that's literally it. That's all yeah. you say. It's like one of the things. So I don't I don't take stuff like that serious. I don't take them trainings. I don't take mm-hmm. that stuff serious. That's just me. And like I said, I, it's a waste of my fucking time because you got they yeah. you, you're not gonna do anything about it. Like why do we have to wait for something to be mandated mm-hmm. for you guys to put? I, it out? I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you my my take on it. I'm, I'm trying to look at it in different lenses, right? And the lenses I look at it is that it's a hard conversation. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest, that, I think that is the biggest thing about why we don't talk about things. People are scared to say the wrong thing. They know mm-hmm. if they if they slip up and say one word the wrong way, their career can be over just like this. So I think that's one reason why people don't jump out and they don't say this and say that. I think that's one reason. The whole mm-hmm. thing with the, the protesting and all that type of stuff, I really, I'm going to tell you what I felt because it's permission to speak freely. What I felt that that whole thing was, I felt like one of the senior African Americans on, on on at at a command. I feel like you could have bring me in, you know what I mean? You know, talk to me a little bit about it. Now they could have talked to other people. I don't know, but I felt like 
I had something to say about it. I had some, you know, a word of advice or or me being able to got the pulse of what's going on around the ship. Maybe I could have helped, you know, say this or maybe say that and may may have, you know, or whatever the case may be, man. But it's a lot of stuff goes on in the in the in the, in the the biggest thing is about having dialogue and, and people are not scared to talk about it because people are scared of the consequences of what happens when they do talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy for us. We, I mean, us, us three right here, we could talk about this all day and night. But when we bring in different, you know, um, people into the conversation, the conversation get it, it get more, you know, stale. People don't want to say this. People don't want to say it. they most of the time agreeing with you instead yeah. of stating their opinion. All this type of stuff that 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 happens, but as you see, look at the media. A person come out and say say one thing, they done, they career oh, yeah, over. Yeah. So who so who wants to go out and and attack this beast? Nobody want to attack this beast. It, 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 it's like it's like those movies. Uh, those like I've been seeing some like black movies that's not that good, but like right now, like the white <laughs> critics can't say that they bad. <laughs> Yeah, that's like an eighty nine on Rotten Tomato. Yo, yeah, that movie man. was horrible. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, had all black people in it. You know, and that one like white person can't be like, "Hey, Damo, you know, like, I ain't really like that movie." What motherfucker? You ain't like, oh, <laughs> like, man. but I, I see that happen a lot. Like yeah. now, like nowadays, when it comes yeah. to like, you know, Different, stuff, right? because it's yeah. like people scared. Even what happened with um, um, Olympics. Even like even some of that stuff. You know, you might get yo. I'm a white male i'm not comfortable talking about this black woman or whatever and it might be just their opinion you know what i'm saying but you might get killed you might get killed for that opinion you know what i'm saying so it is hard like you are right it is hard it's touchy subjects you could be disconnected but i honestly feel like a lot of people just are disconnected like I, i just feel like it's not enough representation in most rooms to have the right type of connection yes, it, yeah it was a long yeah. time when people were saying i don't see color that like they thought that that was the best thing to say you know what i'm saying it was a long time that people were saying black on black crime and they thought that that was the best thing to say it's like just in these last four years like we telling people like now nah, like it's not about not seeing color it's about respecting different people for who they are like i don't want you to not see color i'm not like you i ain't grow up how you grew up i grew up how i grew up you should i want you to see my color you know what i'm saying so it, it was a long time you know for a lot of that stuff uh, for us to start getting stuff right. I do believe we getting stuff right on every front. Um, I, I believe we starting to understand stuff and get stuff right on every front. I still believe we need more people of more ethnicities and um, cultures and orientations in every single room. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think that like it's representation everywhere. So I think we need that right now. We got somebody from Mississippi here. We got somebody from uh, up northeast, uh, you know, and we got somebody from Atlanta here. You know, and then it's other as we have other differences and these differences, we all need to get together and talk. So it's some representation here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, when they coming up with these hairstyles and when they come up, when we coming up with these, the way we wear our uniforms and all this stuff, you need that, that one person, like, for instance, like the black woman to be in that room, like, well, what about this, this hairstyle? Like it's not, yeah, exactly. you know, if she not in there. I'm so glad they finally realize yeah, right. that everybody they, and, and they the still haven't addressed it all though it's still it's still some work to do it's still some work to do right there no um yeah, yeah. but yeah. back to what i wanted to say though when you was when you were saying that so all these focus groups again that you guys heard me say again when, when you guys come up with these focus groups and you guys talk about hair and you talk about this you talk about that call your boy man 
call me up, man. I want to be in them focus groups and talk yeah. about this stuff also. You know what I mean? Because because a lot of things what happens, you have one certain group in that in that in that room that may not know about this or may not know about that. So you know, call me, man. I'm here. I'm yeah. available. I'm on short duty. FCA one. Uh, as far as Navy, did we leave any stone unturned that you would like to talk about when it comes to Navy stuff? Um, no, you guys pretty much talked about, we talked about a lot of stuff. Uh, I don't think, um, we didn't hit too much on the sexual mm-hmm. harassment aspect of the Navy that goes on. Like, uh, but, um, I mean, we did cover everything else. Uh, leadership is definitely a, a big thing. And honestly, like, I just want people to, to, Tune in to the podcast, and because you guys do put out good information, amazing information that you know, you know, we may not know anything about. Um, so yeah, now as far as sexual harassment, it was good. is it anything you want to talk about about that? Um, I just honestly, I just want people to know that it doesn't matter if they're your all star player. If they are doing something that doesn't align with the Navy core values or whatever the case may be, then you need to hold them accountable. It does not matter. If, like I said, it doesn't matter if they're your all-star or whatever the case may be. It's some mm-hmm. stuff that yeah. you, you know. know right from wrong. You know, we're not, we not talking about just you being late for watch. Mm-hmm. That stuff, you can be, you know, it can be corrected. But you sexually harassing somebody and or whatever the case may be, like, there should be no room for that. Yeah, and and I want to add to that, that what you're saying real mine. quick. And I, I hope that I hit a, a, a good point um, for you and you feel represented in this. But um, also, let's, let's be aware that it could happen to anybody, meaning that don't just because the person got a strong personality or you feel like the person could, you know, defend themselves or you feel like, you know, this this type of shit. Don't think that it won't can't happen to that person and don't take that person serious if they say that it did happen to them. You know, that's why a lot of males don't report the shit because they feel like somebody going to look at them like they weak or somebody might like, nah, they wouldn't let this happen to them. If this happened to them, they would do this, do that. That's not the case all the time. Like that don't mean it can't happen to somebody like somebody that's sick and wanting to do something. They're going to be sick and do what it is the hell it is that they want to do. So take it take it serious when y'all hear people say this and don't they don't matter who you think they are and what you think they would do if this kind of happened to them. Was yeah, that hey, was that okay? Yeah, what yeah. Else? I I do got a something I want to add about that that what you just said also FCA one. Now, for one, I want to say that being an all star or being whoever does not play a factor in nothing when it comes to sexual anything. Um, but I want to say this. Sometimes if a person don't speak out, a person don't say nothing, it's all hearsay, she say, he say, all this type of stuff. Sometimes I feel like I was put in a situation before in my Navy career where, oh, um, all this stuff was written up, but ain't nobody doing nothing about it. I just want to st- state the fact and say this. I'm there to lead sailors. When it comes to the to when all the information get put out or whatever about this, it's not I have nothing to do with that. You know, at that situation, somebody up way above 
you know, me dealing with that case or dealing with that, I come to the to work every day. I'm not going to treat no one differently. I'm going to treat you the same way that I've always been treating. I think sometimes we get in these situations like, oh, senior don't want to senior don't want to do nothing for this front for this guy because he's senior's all-star player or whatever the case may be. But I'm getting at when the facts are out about everything, something should be done about this. You know what I mean? I'm not going to put the sailor say, okay, because I don't know the facts. You know what I mean? What you saying is what you saying. What they saying is what they saying. And then when the facts come out, then shit going to start happening. Don't think because I'm, I'm hearing all this, this, this is grumbling that I'm supposed to start treating people differently as a leader. I'm not until the facts are out. And I, I, I remember being put in a situation like this before and it was like, they don't care about me because of this and that. And I'm like, and I had to have a one-on-one. -on -one. I said, that is not the case. You know what I mean? The case is that when all the facts come out, somebody going to determine that. It is not going to be me. It's not yeah. going to be, you're not going to be singing Chief Leggings, you know? So that's one thing I want to say about that, man. Don't be, don't be scared to speak out. Anybody who's doing it, you, you can't do that. You can't do that in the United States Navy period or any workplace. You know what I mean? Not just the military. Any workplace, that stuff is not um, tolerated. But speak out, too. I think a lot of people stay, you know, don't say too much and just let it keep riding and all that stuff. Man, speak out. That stuff, it happens and it destroys a work environment when it happens. I guess, I guess to attach myself to what you're saying is that a lot of these processes do. They have appeal processes, too, right? Like the Simeo program, for instance, if you file a Simeo complaint, yeah, you go through the Simeo. But um, the Simeo got to go to the CCS, right? So that's the check and balance for the Simeo. But then after all that shit, the Simeo has, it's an appeal, you know? So if they make a decision, y'all come to a resolution and you didn't like that resolution, in 40 days, you could say that. Like, you could say, hey, I don't like this resolution, you know? Um, and that's for informal. With a formal, you could actually appeal whatever they came up with. You know what I'm saying? But if you don't do that, if you don't take that time to say, I didn't like this, it's not acceptable and all of that. And you just let that case close after the 40 days, you kind of shortchange yourself and your own opportunities to actually like do something better with that program. Cause all you're dealing with is a program manager. Right. And that's where people kind of get, you know, get it confused where they think, like you just said, you, it's like kind of impersonal. Like you got two people, you got this person, this person, you waiting for the facts. You know, it's even more so with the Simeo because the Simeo can't lean toward anybody. You know, and I think me and you had some of these talks, uh, FCA one, where it's like, you know, as a Simeo, it's like I can't lean toward the person that's the complainant. Then I can't lean toward the alleged offender. All I could do is take the facts on and we figure out how to resolve it, you know, no matter how much. And I even I would even tell sellers like. I'm not allowed to sit here and agree with you, say yes, say that's fucked up, none of that. I just got to take your story and piece this up and piece this up. The only thing that's going to keep me honest, if you don't believe me or believe in me, is that final thing when you signing it, like, hey, this wasn't cool, this wasn't all right, because that's going to go to my CCS. If you don't do that, then you enabling me to be a bad Simeo or whatever. Are you enabling your, you know, your Simeo to be a bad Simeo? So, yeah, we do have that stuff. People do need to report. People do need to not make assumptions that everybody know what's going on. Everybody knows what's going on, man. They just not doing they, that. That's one of them things I hear. Don't make no assumptions. Make the report. Force people to do shit. You know, stop thinking people not doing shit. Force them to do shit. Put the ball in their hand. Put the ball in their court. Make sure they're doing what they're supposed to do. 
Don't just think they not doing their job and they know what's going on. Is that me? Is that Siri talking to me? Yep. Should I keep going? No. <laughs> All right. So um, that's that's that part. We talked a lot of Navy stuff. Uh, real quick before we let you go, FCA one. Um, just on us, uh, like real, like your life, like what what you got going on? Like I know we got the clothing line and. Oh yeah, so I'm doing a I'm re rebranding my clothing line. Uh, so I'm out here. I'm not trying to make a movement, like I told you, Seema Color. I'm just trying to trying to make a statement, an individual statement. Uh, people rock with it. People rock with it. Um, so it's gonna be. So I'm like I told you, I'm gonna do the whole rose thing because I really I really like the rose, and it's gonna be respecting others symbolizes equality. That's the mm-hmm. acronym for rose. Um, so it's going to have different, different types of roles. One of them is going to be a prime example, the colors of the rainbow, one half, the other half may be like the color of like the, the flag or or the picture of a U.S. flag or a Dominican flag, a Puerto Rican flag. Um, another one would be like the Navy, like, uh, like it may be Navy, half of a Navy, you know what I'm saying? Uh, color. And you know, a marine color, you know, or whatever the case may be. So it's gonna be different stuff um, that I got going on. Um, I just applied to work for work at Planet Fitness. I'm all about the fitness. I got I got a lot of lot of time on my hand. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna start back school since I have like four four classes away or four credits away from my degree. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna make the most. I got a year to do all of this. And then as well as uh, my MTS, um, and then I'm up for chief. So I'm trying to mm-hmm. I'm trying to make chief my first time up. I don't want to give the Navy no reason to not pick me. There you go, Yeah. So that's about it. Keep 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 Planet Fitness honest, man. You know what I'm saying? I know <laughs> I know they got a little bit of flack from us in a couple of Well, from me. Yeah, from you. Yeah, just from you. I love you. I love you guys, man. I love you guys, man. You know, Planet Fitness. Yeah. You guys want to give me some free stuff? Let me know, man. They, I, 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 got, I got I got you. <laughs> yeah, now now like you got to come back and sit with us when you get all your stuff together so we could plug uh where people could find everything and everything oh, like yeah. that. So definitely. Yeah, I'm a- I'm gonna I'm hook you guys up. Y'all gonna have a hat. I'm gonna make sure y'all, especially oh, team. Like, you yeah, gonna get you gonna. Yeah, he yeah. need he need something, man. Yeah, <laughs> man, I need something, man. Hey, but um, also, you know, we talked about earlier that uh, FCA one was the first, you know, what I mean, um, female and first junior sailor. But um, mm-hmm. hey, if you guys, you know, got a story out there that you guys want to get put out there, just let us know. Hit us up, man. We always trying to talk to. To senior sailors, junior sailors, it don't matter who you are. If you got a story, anything you want to talk about, give us questions, give us whatever you guys want to talk about, man. That's we here. That's why it's called permission to speak freely, man. So let us know. Well, I mean, it's been a couple of people that wanted to talk to us, Damon, that you was like, no, we not going to talk to <laughs> I'm like, hey, such and such wants to sit with us. She's like, nah, we ain't doing that. Oh, my trouble. goodness, babe. Get us to too oh much trouble. Oh, my goodness, babe. Hey, <laughs> it's hey guys. I'm glad you ain't say no to me, Sam. Oh, no, no, I'm like, hey, hey. FCA, why want to sit with us? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, here we go. Let's do it. Hey, man. Hey. Look, I, like, I t- then I tell you, I got a text him. I was like, yeah, I got a text him. Hold on, hold on. Make sure. Yeah, that was, make sure. So if you think, 
you are the person that he's talking about. It's not you guys. It was you. <laughs> if you think you're the person that was riding to sit with us and you ain't sit with us yet and you came talk to me and you ain't sit with us yet, it's him. Go talk to him. Hit him up directly. He hey, ain't want to sit with your ass. It was not you, man. It was not you. <laughs> he ain't want to sit with your ass. Yep, that's right. You. Listening right now. It was you. Man, <laughs> boy, this, this was fun. So I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to have to reactivate my Facebook. So when y'all post this on Facebook, I can like put this on my Facebook because I deactivated my Facebook. But oh, I, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, sure. I, just needed a, I needed a social media break. But uh, I'm gonna have to activate my Facebook to uh, to make sure you know I, I put this on my my page because everybody don't know my story. I think I just got to the point now where I'm able to tell my story. I wasn't before. I just you know did everything uh, on my own. But now I have that I have that uh, motivation to tell people. And it's crazy because I literally just uh, when I was propped in the E5 exam or E4 to E5 exam, I went and got a guy from restriction, and I was just talking like I don't even know him. Like, how long are you on restriction? You're the only one on restriction. He was telling me. And I was like, hey. I was like, he was like, man, I don't know. You know, this shit sucks. And I was like, hey, it does. But, you know, you're going to be all right. You know, he was like, you talking like you've been on restriction here. And I, I told him how, how many days straight I did on restriction. He was like, oh, my God. And I was like, so, yeah, I, I've, I've been through it all. And I was like, and I'm still a first class. So I was like, so, at the end of the day, you, you're just a little hump in the road. I said, it's, it's on you how you want to tackle it. Yep. Or whatever. If you want to give up, then that's on you, you know. But at the end of the day, I'm only in competition with myself. So I was like, you always have to, you know, keep that mentality. And I was like, you can, you can push through it if you choose to push through it. Yeah, it's most definitely yeah, that thing yeah. that you can relate to. You can relate to them, and you got a story, man. That's the biggest yeah. thing. You got a story, you know. So yeah, I, 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 I thank you for being a guest. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate, I appreciate you know you wanting to come sit down and you know talk to us and you know get some stuff off. I really do, and I and then on the other on the, just the personal aspect, I I thank you, and it's like people might not think about this. I say this, but I thank you for me being somebody that you even came to to talk to. You know where I'm from, how I grew up. That's a big decision to make a choice about who the fuck I'm gonna talk to about something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Who who I'm gonna get this advice from? Who, who you, it takes a lot. So when you say when you said it earlier, like yeah, I'm sitting back, I'm watching how you know people interacting with their division. Like that's a lot. You know, you, you gotta pass that you know test. So I'm happy to be somebody that you were able to have some of those conversations with and continue to have them with. So I appreciate you and I thank you for being on this episode. Yeah, same same, same here. Um, and I'll be talking to you in a few minutes, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a couple things. We got a couple more things we got to do, and uh, we gonna keep you around for them. Uh, it ain't gonna take us too long. But uh, the book, right? The book, uh, Dare to Lead: Brave Work, Tough Conversations, Whole Heart. I feel like with everything we talked about today, when it come to leadership, when it come to senior, junior, all of that stuff, Dare to Lead: Brave Work, Tough Conversations, Whole Hearts by Brene Brown. It's a really good book. I think the biggest thing I took from that book is paint done paint done that means that when you're a leader and you're telling your people to do some shit and then they do it and they don't do it the way that you wanted it done but you never told them how to do it mm. and then you get pissed off Ooh, about that shit you just hit them there the boy yeah, yeah that's the lesson right there Woo. paint done so don't just tell somebody what to do if you have a specific way you want it done tell them how you want it done if you got a specific way you want it done because that's the only way they're going to do it the way that you want it done i learned from that lesson i, like I learned that. from paint done expect you what you what inspect saying? i like that man yeah yeah so we got one more thing right damon 
Yeah, man. All right, so, all right, so let me introduce this segment. I've never introduced this segment before, right? But let's do it today. We review movies on this podcast, right? We talk about movies. They military-related. The way we do this, it could be a random pick or whatever. Or one of us could come up with the idea to pick the movie. Our goal is to get all military movies. Some of them movies could be classics. Some of them movies could be bad, like Battleship, right? So what we normally do is at some point during the week, one of us goes, and it would seem to be we do extensive research and figure out what movie that we would actually review to pair with whatever the podcast uh, episode would be. This week, Damon picked the movie. So, right? so, so, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. So, first off, I want to add to that and say every movie I picked, I get the same thing back, and it's this. You want to do that movie? Well, why even ask me to do it if that's not the, you know what I mean? Like, I'll never get like a movie say, oh, yeah, that'd probably be a pretty good. And no, it's always like, man, you want to do that one? So, yeah, go so ahead. I didn't, go, go ahead, man. So, so, I didn't second, you know, I didn't question the choice. I just I just went with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm going to go with it. I'm going to watch this movie, right? So uh, we ap- I apologize. The UFCA one, everybody out there, the whole entire world, <laughs> I apologize. But the movie we're about to review is Stealth from t- <laughs> what, what, 2000 and what? Five, I think five. 2005, <laughs> directed by Rob Cohen, starring Josh Lucas, Jessica Bill, we forgive you. And uh, Jamie Foxx, we forgive Jamie Foxx. We forgive you for playing in that movie. But I'm not going to start off since Damon picked this movie. How'd you pick it, Damon? Like, what was the big kind of criteria you used? Yeah, Would you Google. bust down? Would you rack and stack? Hey. What happened? I ain't rack and stack shit. I Googled it. Then that movie popped uh-huh. up and I selected it. You know, let me right, first got, off, man? man, let me tell you what I got in the movie, man. Like, the movie was not that good, right? But, you know, I picked the movie, so I wanted to watch the entire movie. And, um, because uh-huh. I picked it, you know, or whatever yeah, the case yeah. may be. And it, it wasn't that good. You're right. It was a young Jamie, a young Jessica, and, you know, and, and, and the other guy. It was, it was a movie that I couldn't follow the storyline. Uh, too much in the, in the movie, like where, where where it was going and what they was trying to do and all that stuff. But one revealing one revealing um, part of the movie was that, that Jamie Jamie Fox died. I feel a certain type of way about that. You know, Jamie didn't uh-huh. make it through the movie. So um, other than that, man, like you got the biggest and the second biggest thing is you got Jessica Biel being your love interest. Yeah, on the movie, and you keep like. Turning her down and and, and, and right, you know right, all, yeah, the, like, the whole movie you can tell yeah. she likes him and he just dissing yeah. dissing Jessica like that and so I had a problem with that. Um, but the movie was mostly about like you know this aircraft, you know they trying to, to take over freaking pilots right. So they got this new stealth yeah. aircraft out there, but this aircraft is unmanned, thinking on right? unmanned, but it's thinking uh, yeah. on its own. Like making Siri it, just yeah, did. Like making Siri it, just did yeah, yeah. podcast. Making his own missions. You know what I mean? And all type of shit. So it was kind of it was crazy, man. But 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 the thing <laughs> But the thing about it is though, is that it went from that of them being unmanned air, aircraft to her getting shot down in North Korea, which is a whole nother movie. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Yeah. See, she got shot down. Then the North Korea side, it, it was a whole nother movie then. 
know what I mean? So it was a lot. <laughs> it was a whole yeah. lot of shit going on that I couldn't follow the the whole thing that was going on, man. So I gave it a strong man. I'm talking about like a and it was and, and probably I'm giving him this because of of her, Jessica, and probably because of Jamie. I'm gonna get a a, a two. Uh-huh. Just because they was yeah. in the they was in the movie. Jessica and Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that was it, man. Two. The two out of what? Five? Yeah, two out of five. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh right, here, here we go, right? So it's a it's a military movie, right? With all the people you expect, right? The captain, the boy the dude that play every captain in a bad military movie was the captain. <laughs> right? The the smart civilian at no tech is the same dude that is the smart civilian at no tech in every movie. And I don't think this dude ages, right? The dude with the brown curly hair. In the beard, in the Captain America shirt, right? He's in every movie, and he the smart dude that knows some tech, right? Mm-hmm. Um, did the did the aircraft go bad eventually, or something? Yeah, were they fighting? The, okay, um, I'm gonna be straight up about this. I only saw 22 minutes of this fucking movie, right? I couldn't make it no further, um, and I apologize to you, Damon, because again, it's the movie you picked. This you but picked I'm, this, I'm, and I'm, I couldn't uh, I couldn't watch it through, man. And I'm, I'm used to it. I'm used one to of it. Picks. I'm used to it. I feel bad about this. I'm All right, let's it. let's like this. So my distaste started. My distaste started. I thought Cabin Fever was the worst movie I ever saw. I thought Battleship was the worst military movie I ever saw. <laughs> this movie just took the reins of both of them shits, right? But my distaste started on the opening scene, the very opening scene. If you don't remember. It was clouds in the in the sky, and words was coming across the screen like Star Wars style. It looked like this shit was made on like a movie maker app. I've seen better TikTok videos. <laughs> this shit, I've seen better PowerPoints. I've seen better Navy movies, man. So it was clouds, stars, right? The special effects, yo. Did you see when those three planes came through? Those special effects were garbage, bro. Yeah. It's Garbage, a bad movie. Straight it's trash. A bad like the worst shit ever. Um, Jessica Bill was in it. Right? Boom. Good. Good point. Good. But um, this is back in a time when we was trying to make Josh Lucas a star. <laughs> this was where they was trying to he played in like the basketball movie or whatever. The the uh, it was like a Disney basketball movie about like racism and he was the coach of the black team or something mm-hmm. like that. Ro- Glory yeah, yeah, yeah. Road, was it called? Glory Road. So this one where it's trying to make Josh Lucas a star, but I guess after stealth, Hollywood quickly knew that yeah. it wasn't in the cars for yeah. Josh, right? All right, the camera work. Real shaky. <laughs> Real shaky. It was blurry with like too blurry. Like it was just super crazy. Now mind you, I made it twenty two minutes. I was saying say all this um, happened in twenty two minutes. I don't. They went and had a conversation. FCA one. They went and had a conversation with that captain in the tent. Right. This three officers and the captain. Right. She's eating a fucking popsicle, bro. Like, like in the conversation with the captain, she got the popsicle in her mouth. JB Fox gets up out of his chair. He's he he upset because they got another partner coming. Right. He just snapping. She's eating a popsicle, bro. In the yeah. conversation with that captain, that shit will never happen man yeah. and i thought special effects were better than this in 05 yeah you know i I did think they look great and i do got like one redeeming thing they look really good in their flight suits right now josh lucas went to go talk to her right in her stateroom right and my wife was like oh man look at the burden i was like no they, they call state rooms right but uh josh lucas went to go talk to jessica bill in the stateroom you remember what she had hanging up in the stateroom yeah her um yeah I remember. What she had hanging up? Was it, is it a bra or panties or something hanging up there, wasn't it? It was the whole lingerie set. The yeah. bra, the panties. Yeah. What is it? What they call it? Leotards yeah. or whatever the shit? She had everything hanging up in this damn stateroom. He almost hit his face on her panties or something yeah. like that, right? 
Who the fuck? Why she hang drying clothes on a ship? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'll give it a two as well. I'll give it a two out of a hundred. Two out of a hundred. <laughs> Movie was garbage. Trash. And I ain't finished it. I can't believe you watched this whole thing. Yeah, like, I can't, man. Like, I, can't, I was doing I, other I, things while I was watching, of course, but... You know, I wanted to get the, the, you know, I picked the movie, you know. So. I'm going to tell you how bad it was. I tried to watch it with Angeline, man. I tried to get my wife to watch it, and I felt like we probably would have got a divorce if we sat through that mm. movie, man. It was rough, it man. Was. Like, was I was rough. forcing her to watch this shit. She got up. She's like, no. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> it, was, it was just the worst thing ever. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was stealth. Um, I'm never going to finish it. Uh, don't ever watch it. If you did watch it, um, you can't get those, you know, hours back. Sorry, Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. Yeah, sorry, Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. That was a bad one. I'm sure Jamie went whatever three months it took him to film that shit back. Yeah. Hey, but hey, this was it. Another episode of Permission to Speak Freely. I hope you guys really enjoyed it. We had some technical difficulties in the beginning, um, but hopefully this episode came out right. So we'll see, right? Um, That's me. I'm Damo. Peace, respect. I'll see you guys next episode. Mississippi, stand up.